This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Jared Duncan. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're offering lowbrow to go along with our lowbrow. As we watch Spine 405, I think, in the Criterion Collection, G.W. Pabst's The Three Penny Opera from 1931. But first, R.J., are you feeling rejuvenated? Um, no. Oh, me neither. I feel tired. I feel broken. You feel tired? Yeah. Dude, do you have any idea how hard I've been working this last week for you? For in me? the social media posts in our absence? Oh, I've been working. Overtime. So hard. Yeah, I, 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 I saw that you confused somebody on Instagram. Who? Uh, I I chose not to comment to it. I was going to say something along the lines of common mistake. Lots of people think that uh, it's not in not in fact the guy that you think it is. But um, I chose to just leave it. Let it simmer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is in reference to uh, uh, RJ's birthday post in regards to me. Oh, uh, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. And um, in in. Insider jokes, real, uh, really confusing people who don't listen to the pod in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Well, but you under like you understood, right? You 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 knew that was coming, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it was. Um, I feel like it's warranted. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the age wasn't even accurate. For him, for him or for you? For both. Did you think I was going to try to put a real age on there? I don't want anyone to like steal your social security or something like that. That's, that's right. All they need is your genuine age. Like If I had actually put yeah. your age, which was like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years more than what I had put, I younged you up a little bit for it. But like, if I put your actual age, people no. would be all over you, dude. And you don't mm-hmm. want that kind of heat. That's right. You do not want that kind of heat. So how is how is the special birthday? I worked. Yeah, a lot of people go to work on their birthday. I know, but usually I don't. Um, well, you usually take the day off? No, uh, usually I, I'm not back at work uh, by that point. But this year I was. Really? No. Was there a reason for that? No. No? No. Okay. Just was. So I don't know. There's well, lots work, of like did you... there was other there was other activities uh, around the birthday. So can you describe yeah. them or are they explicit? They're very they're pretty explicit. Okay, well I'm not gonna there, pry there, any further. There, 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 there was desserts. Okay, um, um, before was, we get to squares, there was uh, frozen uh, Dairy Queen cakes. Oh, you got like a full cake or a treats of pizza? 
A full keg. Okay. You know about the treats of pizza, right? I'm aware. Uh, okay. But, yeah. Okay, well, what kind? Uh, what's your favorite part of an ice cream cake? Is it the ice cream? Is it the fudge? Come on. Or is it the icing? It's the fudge, you clown. Okay. I, I'm going to die on a hill here. It's the icing. But, but they changed the icing. They the changed icing doesn't it. exist. So they changed it. Yes. Yeah. It does, so you can just uh, sweep no, that away. Yeah. I'm going to fight it until they bring yeah. it back. You're, you, yeah, it's been a long time. Hey, I got the time. I got the uh, whistle dog to come back for. It was only back for a month, but I complained enough about whistle dogs that John no. A and W heard me and no. mm-hmm. he uh, he brought him back for one month only. Right. John W is yeah. uh, what we call him. Right. So okay, so wait, what was for dinner? Um. Well, there's like multiple dinners. I guess. Well, uh, it, how many nice. dinners did you eat on your birthday? Like uh, six. Uh, all the. All, all the necessary dinners. Okay, no, but on uh, your birthday, uh, did you make? A, did you have a special meal? Is what I'm asking. It was Chinese food, and it, that's what and you it wanted, wasn't very though? good. Or was it just? I, I was I was pretty indifferent. Where it did you like, get it? Like right nearby us. It sucks. Right it, it, nearby us, like yeah. where we live. Yes, it's uh, terrible. The Italian slash Chinese one. No, is no, that the not one? not not chow mein. The other one, the dumpling one. That just oh like well, that's a dumpling house. Do they no, even have no, Chinese food? No, it's not. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do. It, it, it's not a real dumpling house. It's just like they'll make whatever, and it's not great. Oh, so yeah, I feel like that's on you more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what like, I mean? I it's just unfortunate that I have expectations that Chinese food once tasted good in the city, but not anymore. It's all bad, RJ. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. There's, there, no one makes anything good. Well. I have found hard. apparently it's too difficult. It's it's all the 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 old people who used to make it uh, that had it nailed down. Those recipes are dying with them. They bring yeah. they bring them to the grave. Well, I mean, uh, and then the young whippersnappers they they don't got the I don't know they don't the moxie. They, make, they, they make the same shit and all like yeah. they'll either figure it out they're like, oh yeah this is good enough and it's like no I'd prefer not. I'll make my own. Well, I think that the um. The place by the casino is not bad, uh, and I think uh, the place that that overlooks uh, Galt Gardens is also not bad. That place is okay. Yeah, I think it's closed again. What? Yeah. Oh my god. See. Yeah. That's what. You, see, what? you got you got your hopes up, buddy. <laughs> I think so. They just changed ownership. Like I was there. Oh, maybe they're uh, renovating or whatever, but like not even six months ago, and they were like, "Yeah, we we were under new management now," and I was like, "Oh, oh. cool." They didn't even last six months. Apparently, I mean, I've, I this is from someone else here. Uh, they're apparently open on Google, but let me tell you, that means nothing. But if you drive by, it, it's looking pretty closed. But okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so you had Chinese, and it was not good. Yep, uh, I had chicken pot pie though. That was really good. Uh, like store bought chicken pot pie from no, my store from scratch. Oh, interesting. Homemade. Really did you good. make the dough yourself, or did you get a pie yeah. crust? Oh, Kim made it. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just curious because I I make pie sometimes, and I I uh, I've done both where I've made the crust and I've I've gotten the pie case shells too. And which one's better? Well, making it for sure, but like it depends on what you're doing. Like sometimes the uh, 
making the crust is um more work than doing anything else with the pie you know what i mean so sometimes mm -hmm. it's easier just go buy a shell and throw that son of a bitch in there i got you you know what i mean okay so the chicken pot pie was good okay yes well that was good that good thing the weather is how hot is it uh so that you can enjoy a, a nice hot starchy meal like that that's right and not be discomforted for days <laughs> as, it linger, as it lingers in the the house for yeah. forever it lingers in your house if you know what i mean the no, house what? of the mind the house of the mind it's a it's a great star trek episode i bet yeah that's the one where spock um has chlamydia curious bonfire oh, wow this is you improvising right here, right now. Do you know about Ponfar, Jarrett? Yeah, I know it. Twenty-one when Spock's horny. Hey, when are we gonna do the Paramount Plus uh, big dive? I don't know. When are you gonna finish the Shield? Soon. Well, that's unfortunate because uh, it's October. In yeah. Like okay. So November, 20... December, then. Hey. Uh, we also have to watch Berlin Alexanderplatz right after that. That's the uh, thirteen episodes. I never agreed to that. How yeah, how long is each one? I have no idea. But I'm gonna like, are like, they hours? Probably. They're probably an hour apiece. So it's like it's a it's like when we're watching like a, a full season of like an HBO show that you don't want to watch. I never contractually signed up for that. Ever. The, I believe it's in the Criterion collection, so I didn't contractually sign up for that either. No. We might need to space it out. There might be a day in November that uh, I might not be able to podcast. I'll let you know about that more later. So, yeah, it's uh, Ber Berlin Alexanderplatz is 15 hours, 15 and a half hours, right. all told. But it's, so it's 13 uh, episodes. Rainier Werner Fassbinder. He's a good guy. Sure it is. Yeah. Sure it is. Sure. Or it's not. It could be a Christmas celebrating pick a card yeah i think that seems like that's the most likely hey yeah yeah okay we'll do it then that's when i'll sign up for my one month membership of paramount plus yeah it's still around then yeah it might be gone star trek might be over it might be paramount's really tanking it's really in the shit it's in the shit well i think i saw something well, about paramount there's, plus there's, there's no shows there's no shows and, and well, pretty soon there's going to be no shows because uh, the actors and the writers are still on strike. The actors, the, the taxes, they can't promote this the cinema. Uh, I mean, honestly, it sounds like their problem. You know what I mean? I don't feel bad for either people on that side. They're like, oh, we can't afford to live, and it's just like, well, you chose Hollywood, baby. You chose Hollywood. Our <laughs> RJ always on the side of labor. Well, I mean, I don't support the big wigs either. It's like, fuck you. It's like, those guys are like, they're like, oh, we don't want to pay. And it's like, well, well, neither of you do anything then. Just call it. Just We have enough movies out there. We'll be fine. Just call it. Well, the next time uh, Pizza Hut is on strike, I'll, I'll remind you. Hey, our union is powerful, baby. Don't go, yeah. don't go up against us. Mm -hmm. Don't even try. Don't uh, even I, you, know, you know Jim Hurd broke you guys back in the 80s. Well, I, I know Re that. Reagan in the White House? I know that we used to have a free-serve ice cream bar with nerds. That's right. And we don't anymore. So Pizza Hut used to be a government job. You All I know a, is... Make a living. Be a family. Four on one income. Buy, one income. buy gum. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then all I know is that Jimmy Carter and uh, Gerald Ford got in there, and then everything changed. Wow, that what a cabal. Melee's forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which the is demi- the, the Democrats. Well, the Demi something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so your week's good? Your week's been swell? You know what I saw yesterday? I was in the drugstore uh, buying drugs. And um, I saw a guy loading up and he had a uh, a big pack of toilet paper and three cans of Monster. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I thought it was really funny. I was just like, man, what does this guy have planned tonight? What did you, you know? have? Uh, I was buying drugs. From what the kind? drugstore. Um, illicit. Oh, what kind? No, I was, uh, I can't. What was I getting? I think I was buying magnesium for Andrea oh. or something. Oh, <laughs> she so. she needed magnesium for her supplements, and I was like, "Yeah, right. we'll get you some magnesium." Mm-hmm. You know, it's good for uh, good for the muscles, Jarrett. That's what yep. they tell them. The muscles. The muscles. The muscles. So, uh, yeah. But anyways, I was um. What do you think he he was planning that night? Man, I mean, like, I don't know if they've changed the formula of monster energy drinks, but uh, I I imagine there's got to be a correlation there. Well, do you think that like whatever bad thing happened, it had already set in, and he was like, "This is gonna be a long night. I'm gonna get a couple monsters because I'm in for a big one." We got. Or do you, you think, think he, he was three? Like, what do you mean he had three? Three like, cans. Three cans. Okay, only three cans. In my mind, I was thinking of like a like a ring, like three rings. Oh, of, uh, it's no. like twelve, like a like twelve cans. No, three like Lucy's. I see. He had three Lucy's and uh, like a twelve pack of well, uh, toilet papers. Maybe he was going like he needed the toilet paper no matter what. Yeah. No matter possible. what. And he thought he'd uh, he thought he was doing such a good job. With like yeah. thinking ahead, he's like, you know, I'm gonna treat myself. I mean, I'm gonna possible. get, I'm gonna get three of these here cans. I'm gonna drink one of them right away, and then I got two for tomorrow. See, that could be what it is. I think could it could be. also could be that he had something, and he was just like, I know I'm gonna be in for a very long night, so he kind of took preemptive measures, or like he was like trying to get ready for it, or maybe he was like just about to go pick up some kind of fast food or something. And he is like, I know what else is in store for me tonight and I'm doing it anyways. Right. Violence. He's going to choose violence. Jared. That's right. He's going to choose violence. So we got that going for us. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Cool. Well, RJ, it's the start of the month. What does that mean? Uh, it means we got emails to read. All... Any females? Yes. No. Kim doesn't count. It's not Kim. Kim doesn't count. Wow. Okay. I'm putting an end to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well. Okay, well, we, what do we got? We got three emails. That's it. Really? I even no. put out the call. No. I that. even put out the call. Thanks, Sugarhead. Because the last time? No. Yeah. He probably feels bad. Don't make him feel well, worse. He, well, he, he doesn't feel bad yet, but he he does now. Okay. As he, as he listens. Yeah, probably. Want to hear from Atrophia? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds so excited. So this is this is from a month ago. August oh yeah. 8th. Okay. Email count boost for several weeks from now. Ah, damn. Noted. Yeah. Hello, gents. I confess for the past few years since I joined Letterboxd that I couldn't figure out uh, the deal with Jarrett's avatar because it looked hockey-related. It does look (laughs) hockey-related. I get it, I get it. Last week, we watched Stroshek, and a day or so later, the mystery was solved when I noticed Mm. some recognition of it and clicked to make it big. To my delight, it was from Stroshek, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Very clever and apt. Did you hear that, RJ? Very clever and apt. I feel like those those words have never Very been associated clever. with uh, certain individuals here ever. Uh, man, when that when the uh, idea hit for that avatar, I was like, "That's great. That's me. I'm on that gondola with that shotgun rifle. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Going for that last ride. Uh, one last ride. One, one last, last ride. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all well and good. <laughs> Clever and apt, RJ. Uh, what is your uh, avatar? Um, your picture in other. You know what things? sucks though. So of course I realized, uh, like letterboxed avatars, they're all uh, they're all tied in with uh, X, still. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh no, when I uh, I so one of the nice things is I. I haven't had to use like X at all anymore. Like it's done. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the holdout uh, friend who was uh, only using it to communicate uh, realized, Hey, I've got Instagram. And I went fantastic, Corey. Fantastic. Yep. So now I don't have to open it up anymore. Good. It's good. It's like, it's just there. I think I was, I was, I was giving a scan because I, I watched some wrestling during wrestling? birthday. Yeah, that's right. First wrestling, wrestling. I watched in a year uh, during birthday week. Uh, as a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's about it. I skimmed it and uh, there's also, I got to look at wrestling takes, bad thoughts uh, from mm-hmm. people who are wrestling fans. And then uh, I haven't look, looked at it again since. So, right. but f- feeling pretty good. Uh, but trophy yeah. continues. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on Herzog and find a lot of German films post 19. <laughs> Let me tell you what German films. Uh, German <laughs> films post 1936 off-putting and ugly okay. since I only listened to the talk about the movie part of your podcast uh, if I've seen the movie I was looking into the near future and Berlin Alexanderplatz is coming RJ huh. <laughs> what a coincidence RJ uh-huh. I can't wait are you going to chunk it or binge <laughs> We're not uh, watching 15 hours for one gonna, episode. I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, there's not. It's not possible. It, it's not possible to do it in one week. I kind of want it to linger because it took the husband and me many weeks to get through it. I would yeah. like summaries and reactions to every cognac, biblical uh, girlfriend, and weird job in the movie. Uh, you hear that, RJ? Cognac. Weird job, like dirty jobs with micro. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Worst job is in history with Baldrick. The Remember? Baldrick? Baldrick. The Baldrick. Crazy. Yeah. Finally, why do my spouse and I log at the same time slightly different? I remember asking this. You did ask this at uh, a We point have point. an ongoing game that started around three years ago when we dove back into movies after something of a TV watching break. We alternate picking movies whenever we watch anything now, and the other has to watch regardless of whether they want to. 
I think I'm more on top of things and sometimes have to remind him he hasn't logged. There you go. That's good. I mean, that's keep, a... Yeah, what? Keep living your best lives, Atrophia. Well, thank you. I mean, I don't know if this is the best life we, we could have made for ourselves. It's a life. It's definitely a life. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's good to, that's good to hear from um, Atrophia, the female. Oh, allegedly, according to Jared. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll never know. And I'm not going to ask because that would be uh, a assault. I've been waiting nine days to read this email. Nine days? Yeah. This is from Oliver Granger. Holy shit. It's, in, it's entitled, Shut the fuck up, RJ. And happy birthday, <laughs> Jizz Doctor. What, 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 did, what did we get into this time? What happened? Firstly, happy 47th birthday, J Dog. Wow, I just I can't believe it. I thought getting I was 66. Younger and younger. Well, you're getting younger and younger oh, every man. day, buddy. Soon I'll be an embryo. Secondly, my most hated part of the show is during the Who Hates This Movie segment. Yeah. When judging the haters' five-star movies, RJ will always say, well, I haven't seen that movie, but I don't think it's five stars. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. You sound like that douchebag from Spine Number 326 Metropolitan who thinks a certain Jane Austen book is bad. He hasn't read it, though. He only reads literary criticism. I remember that guy. RJ. It's, you, 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 are you going to listen to uh, Oliver Granger? I mean, or, I've never, I've never met you, the guy, so I can't are you, say, but I, are, I assume are you gonna double? Bad. Will you be doubling down? Well, you'll have to wait until the end of the episode. I, 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 guess, I guess we're going to have to find out. Keep mm-hmm. on creeping, your first and only fan, Oliver, the insert cool nickname, Granger. Did you say incel? Yep, oh, the okay. incel Granger. Uh, yeah, you're you're going to have to wait until the end to find out is what I would say. But uh, uh, one I feel only Oliver fan is uh, maybe I mean, accurate. I mean, I hope our, uh, Oliver learned his lesson with what happened when he talked about martyrs and Christopher Nolan. Uh, oh, Martyrs on Mars? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think anyone ever learns their lesson when they listen to us and they bring don't, stuff up. Don't don't criticize RJ. It just makes him worse. He doesn't take it very well. Yeah. And, Jared, you know about me. I don't forget, right? <laughs> I know. I don't forget, ever. <laughs> ever. It's clinical, what some might say. Clinically awesome. Just means I got a wicked good memory. And... Very petty. We got a message from Kevin. Hi, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Janeski. Kevin? You, uh, I believe, uh, joined us, RJ, on Discord very recently. What? Is their name Kevin on there? Or is it some... What's Discord? Thank you, RJ. Why, Discord is the fastest growing social media platform in the world today. And Kevin's on it. Oh, wow. And you know what's cool? I mean, Discord's cool. But you can email us for free. It doesn't even cost us anything. It doesn't cost you a penny. It's really? your time. Really? Right. But, di- but, but if you're, if you're but not if you on the be, Discord. If you want to hang with the, the, the cool crew, you got to uh, pony up that buck over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Criterion Creeps. Which reminds me, RJ, there is yeah. another email on top of this one. But, uh, there is? Stitch, Stitcher sent us an email saying that they're ending... There's no more. So at the end of the podcast, I don't see Stitcher anymore because it's dead. 
Isn't that the host of? Uh, and, no, uh, no, no, no. That's um. Oh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, yeah. No. Well, eventually when those, that ends. Ditch, whatever. No one cares. No one listens. Well, no, I just mean when it ends. Isn't that the end of the podcast? Because all of our episodes will be gone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Okay. And and also freedom. It'll be the birth of freedom. The birth. Yeah. The birth. Of the okay. Yeah. Interesting. The. But anyway, so yeah, there's that news. But hey, let's get back to Kevin's email. Entitled and... yeah. Rack Focus. Sorry? Rack Focus, RJ. Okay. Hey, creeps. I hope all is well up in your neck of the woods. Well. I've been enjoying all of the side talk. During COVID, I was reduced to working for a large soul-sucking corporation. Rhymes with Glamazon. Ah, the, what a great wrestler she was. During breaks... I would read a bit and got started with the Jack Reacher books. They aren't Aww. going they aren't going to cure cancer or anything, but they are a pretty fun read for the most part. I just yeah, looked and are. I have twenty five books in my Kindle account. The guy portraying Mr. Reacher now is a much better choice than that pipsqueak with the huge ego. What's next? Peter Dinklage playing Godzilla? Wait. Maybe. Just maybe. I mean he was in that uh he did play that like giant guy in that uh, that Marvel movie, right? The di- the Dink. Yeah, the the Dink the. Yeah. Um. The. Yeah. There you go. More more celebration of Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, Jack Reacher's pretty wicked, dude. I don't think yeah. anyone's gonna try to deny that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know you're not gonna try to deny that, right? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it, it scratches that itch. Yeah. No. Yeah, I also like to talk about rack focus. Can he elaborate in any way? <laughs> you don't remember this conversation, RJ? Uh, I heard rack, and uh, I I don't know what we're talking about now. Oh, you have to go back and listen. I did miss the jokes. How about frat guys on the beach or looking at a picture of Dolly Parton? Who? Hmm. Who? Dolly. Dolly Parton? What about Dolly Parton? Hey, RJ. Yeah? We we all know that the Oscars suck. Yeah. So this time the question is, would you rather watch rewatch the actual winner or the alternate film from each year during the 60s? Some of them are close. I know Jared likes the alternate, the movie that you, that should have won. Like the better movie of that year. Oh. I know Jared likes West Side Story and RJ likes The Apartment. But some are obvious, like 1968. Okay, so RJ, what would you rather rewatch? Okay, hey, I'm here. I'm here. 1960, The Apartment or Psycho? The Apartment. Okay, it's a good movie. Nin- yeah, Psycho's pretty good too. Psycho is pretty good too, but the The Apartment's a what I would call a man weepy. So that's a good, yeah. good one. You know? 1961. Oh my, come on. West Side Story or Yojimbo. Get get out of your Kurosawa. Yeah, I mean Yojimbo is really cool in concept. I like the idea of Yojimbo more than I actually like Yojimbo. But it, but it doesn't have sharks and jets having dance offs. Well, a few things do. No. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen West Side Story, but I'm gonna assume it's bad, so well, say pretty good. I'm gonna. I, I've never seen West Side Story, Jarrett, but I'm gonna assume it's bad. 
Okay. But is it okay. is it five stars? I, I'm gonna assume it's not. This is premature. It's... This is pretty premature, yeah. RJ. This is all. Well, 1962, as... Lawrence of Arabia or Harry Kiri. Uh, well, Lawrence, come on. Larry, Larry of Arabia. Hey, Harry Kiri is really, really good, but I don't know. They're both, they're both lengthy. I mean, Harry. About a girth. Kiri. I've only seen one of those good. in theater, which was awesome. Which one? Larry. Oh, you know what would be cool is if you could see like Suspiria in theater, like oh, like, a really, the like a really prestigious theater. Um, you know, you know, good people have done that, done good things. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be super cool, especially if you like were around at the time and you had like like friends with you like that. Uh, maybe even someone that like you could have a like a platform to talk about things with. No, I've never R- seen it. I'm just going to assume it's not five stars, though. You know, RJ never forgets. I don't. 1963, Tom Jones or eight and a half. Tom Jones sucks so well, much. Sucks. Jarrett, I've never seen Tom Jones. Well, well you, you know, you know what I half, usually baby. assume. It's got smoking. It's a pro smoking message. Does it? No. I like Ooh. that. Ooh. 1964, My Fair Lady or Woman in the Dunes. <laughs> Come on. Woman in the uh, Dunes. Woman in the Dunes is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. 1965. The Sound of Music or Juliet yeah. of the Spirits. I I don't know if I've ever seen The Sound of Music. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to assume Juliet of the Spirits. Yeah. Good movie. You know. Uh, 1966. A Man for All Seasons or... The good, the bad, and the ugly. I've seen both. Well, I've never seen A Man of All Seasons, Jarrett. But I'm going to have to make some assumptions on that one. Yeah. You're going to do that GBU? Am I going to do it? No. No, not a chance, but. No. You're not going to watch Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Oh, no, I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good show. Um, 1967. I think this might be the the weakest entry, honestly. In the Heat of the Night or Bonnie and Clyde? I mean, if I'm going to be honest with you, have you seen seen either of those movies? I've never seen either of those movies. Yeah, I've seen both, but neither of them are movies I'm like, they're exciting to me. Bonnie and Clyde's good, but whatever. In the Heat of the Night's good, but they're not movies where I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So you wouldn't say either of them's probably five stars. That's what I mean I mean, flat out, I mean, that's the that's the weakest year on this list. Is it? Nineteen sixty eight. Oliver or two thousand one. Well Come on. It's really tough for me because I've never seen Oliver. So oh, yeah. yeah, you 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 didn't watch that when we watched Oliver Twist. Nah, you you did that one for I me. did that. It's got an exclamation mark, but you know. One mm-hmm. is 2001. Uh, finally, 1969. This one's rough. Mm. Midnight Cowboy or The Wild Bunch. My favorite is Midnight Cowboy, but mm-hmm. man, Wild Bunch is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, Wild Bunch is very cool. Yeah. Now, that's... I've never seen The Wild or uh, Midnight, Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy? Yeah. That's, that's, 
That's uh, but it's part of the collection, so I I'm not it allowed is. to watch it. Not now. Yeah, that movie's for, a, yeah considerable it's one, amount of time. One, one, it's one of my all time faves, man. All time. That and Pie Wacket. Yeah, <laughs> Pie Wacket. Um, actually, uh, Kim was describing that movie. She had watched it. What, Pie like, Wacket? Yeah, because she was describing this movie. She was describing it. And I was like, <laughs> I've seen yeah, I've seen that movie too, but I could not remember the title. But I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I've seen this. And we figured it out. And I went, yep, that movie's real medium. <laughs> like, real, that is Canadian, like, though, Jarrett. It is Canadian. Some would maybe give it five stars. I don't know. I, I like that you brought up Pie Wacket. It's good. <laughs> Well, you know, it's getting colder outside. It's real pie whack at weather. And, and it's, it's starting to bring you back to Creeptober and be like, oh, yeah, pie whack it. It's getting me into the pie whack it mood. You know That's what I right. mean? Hmm. Well, enough drivel. Have a good month and keep up the good work. Happy rack focusing. <laughs> Your pal, Kevin. More like happy whack focusing as in pie whack it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Smooth. I bet people really like when I have input on this stuff. You sure do. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good to hear from uh, our list, our our um, our friends. Some of them who are on Discord. That's right. Do you think there's any um, females on Discord? Uh, like not on our Discord, just on any Discord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's I don't it. have any. That's I don't have the... anything else. That's it. That's the tweet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I could say that. I'm not going to. You, I wouldn't yeah, say something you, like that. Yeah, you, you might. That's I've never said like. something like that's, that. That's, that's, I think I don't know. I am a that's that, that mattress man kind of a uh, right kind of a thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So what were, what RJ, were we talking about? That's yeah. emails. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. RJ, yeah. what you been uh, what you been creeping on over there? I've been uh, oh. noticing a lot of. A lot of viewings happening. A lot. I mean, of... there was only really one. One singular viewing. There's one thing I watched from, like, oh no, I watched uh, another one. Um, <clears throat> I rewatched Pet Cemetery. Oh. Uh, because Andrea just read it, so uh, she okay. just read Pet Cemetery, and she's like, "Do you have the movie?" I was like, "I have the like the original movie." I was like, "Not the new one." I was like, "The new one's kind of shit." Uh, Jared and I watched that in theaters. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I looked up my review, too. I was like, I wonder how bad that is. And it was like four or five years ago, and I gave it two stars then. And I was like, it's probably like a one star now if I rewatch a movie like that. But um, Possibly. We re- yeah, we rewatched uh, Pet Cemetery, and I still think uh, it's pretty good. Andrew wasn't super into it. Uh, there was she's like, oh, I don't know, man. I mean, what it was mostly is the the lead guy, like the dad. He's he's pretty bad. Everyone else is good. Like um, our boy uh, Eddie Munster, or what was Frankenstein Munster's name? You know, from the Munsters, Frankenstein. Eddie Munster. It was Eddie, right? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Munster. Eddie. Uh, and the what's his name? Ed Ed Boone or whatever. <laughs> no, uh, the guy. But you're talking about like the main character, like the, the main dad. monster, the the Frankenstein. Oh, wasn't that like? The main monster, Mister Monster. <laughs> I don't know. What was Fred, his name? Was, you're, you're, was just... are you talking about Fred, you're talking about Fred Gwynn? Fred Gwynn. Yes. What was his name in the Monsters? I don't know. Frankenstein you monster. Don't know? I have no idea. Daddy Monster. I don't know. I'm looking it up. Don't worry. Well, did you know that the Monsters is on Crave now, Jarrett? Oh, great. 
So um, what was I talking about? I never, uh, well, I, I never, I never watched the monsters. You know, I know it's on Crave. It wasn't available to it, us until the day what? after Halloween. It's on Crave. Oh, Her- Herman RJ. It's Herman. Herman Munster. Yeah. Who's Eddie Munster? Is that the kid? That's that's uh, Butch Patrick. Oh, okay, Wolf Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what was I thinking about? Anyways, uh, Fred Gwynn is really good in this, and uh, Tasha Yar is decent yep. enough for this. Mm-hmm. And I like the little kid. Um, no, it's okay. It. Uh, I think what it was was she was getting that um, book to movie thing, where uh, the movie's like ninety minutes, which is very nice, but it's it's like a five hundred page book. So she's like, oh, they they left this out and this out, and they went too fast. I was like, welcome to the world of Stephen King movies, baby. I was like, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Then you said, hey, you know, there's a list on your letterbox. Uh, I did. I did tell her that, but she yeah. chose not to look. But um, yeah. the real shocker in that was I said that this might upset you, but this is one of the better Stephen King movies. You know? <laughs> and it is. It's in the top 15 for sure. Like, uh, I was like, yeah, it goes by fast. And yeah, they leave his stuff out. But it's like, why, why don't I show you right in the bullet? And uh, you, can, uh, <laughs> you can tell me what you think. You should 100% show her right in the bullet. I mean, I wouldn't do that to her because we're married and I feel like I need to take care of her. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I need to protect her from some things. Yeah, from the, from so, the uh, bad things. From Mick Garris. From Mick Garris. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, we watched Pet Cemetery. I still think it's pretty good. Like, I do. I still think it's one of the better ones. It's, like, top 15, maybe, um, which I don't know what that means. But uh, it's not the best, but it is better. It's better. And then I watched yeah. a movie that... Um, you'd probably be really interested in it's called you are so not invited to my bots bot mitzvah have you heard bot, of this a bot mitzvah bot mitzvah with the bot. t like I the see. female one uh have you heard uh, of this film i think so it's adam sandler's new movie oh, Jesus and Christ. it stars his kids like his two girls oh so he's only in it a little bit He's the dad, um, but he's not in it that much, honestly. It's a it's a movie about the two girls. It's a real coming of age story, Jared. Real coming uh-huh. of age for the for the girls, uh-huh. for the girls in modern society. Sunny Sandler. You know about modern society? Mm-hmm. So people have been uh, uh very very split on this. It's either ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, or people are uh really blowing it up for the nepotism that is involved. Uh, I was going to say, I bet you there's a lot of talk about Nepo babies, isn't there? There is an incredible amount of talk about Nepo babies. Um, So here's where I am. Like, this is a nepotism movie, but it's like uh, people, I I feel like, didn't have a problem with this before. Like, Judd Apatow had his daughters in his movies for, like, years and years. And it's like, maybe they weren't the leads, but I think eventually Uh, they were. Culture's changed, RJ. People yeah. were mad about some things that they weren't mad about before. Now they're yeah. mad. I mean, now, this is why, like, my uh, my suggested for you Facebook feed is just this like constant assault about Snow White. That oh, I, that's... and how she's not uh, Caucasian anymore. That's right. Yeah, that's right. RJ. Yeah. I've I seen that. Understand supposed to be white, and she's not even hot. <laughs> this and is what? It. Sorry, just, she's not even hot interesting and you're like what and you're like what are you people on about yeah and uh yeah it's fucked up and i'm like is this real sure. like are, are people actually upset i, about I think this? it is or is this I bots think... with real people who no. don't know that they're being manipulated 
I don't know. Dude, I think it is real. I, I mean, as sad as but, that is. But I think, I think but I don't is. think it's as many people as they think they are. That they, no, they are, that they no. are legion. They are many. They are legion. Yeah, yeah. and they just interesting. Uh, that's all I see. But you're like it's over and over and over again. I'm like, how many people could really be upset about this? Like, um, like, you'd be surprised, I guess. I, I guess, but I'm like, man, come on, <laughs> move on. Just yeah. To, but they're, they, but then they take like big victory laps when these movies do badly, and it's like, well, yeah, because the movie looked terrible, but not for the. Oh, it's gonna be good. If all these movies I don't talk about with lots of white people on it do bad all the time, but we don't talk mm-hmm. about that. I mean, I I I understand that people are upset about things. <laughs> yes, they are, and that that's about as much as in a, fact, as much of an opinion as I'd like pe- to give. People are upset, and they like to be upset, and they look for ways to be upset and continue to yep. be upset. And that's, they might that, even that's the new industry. They might even get more upset as time goes on. Is what I've heard. Yes, it builds. Yep. 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 So there's that. And, and then they start connecting the dots, and then they find yeah. new, new th- bigger picture things. What kind? I mean, of they are, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. No. Okay. I thought you'd maybe have some in, insight onto that, but I mean, I guess it's okay that you don't. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess. I guess. Um, what was I gonna say? I uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's a teen girl drama movie, so yeah, you're not gonna cool. get anything out of it. Uh, I'm, but, not even, uh, I'm not even a teen. You're well, you are many things, um, <clears throat> but and, and, but uh, I'm, 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 I can't say I'm an Adam Sandler fan. Well, yeah, and that's your biggest uh, your biggest flaw, to be very True. honest. That's what people have been saying this whole time. Yeah, that's your biggest flaw. But uh, I mean, I don't know. The girl was fine. Like Adam Sandler's daughter, daughter, she was fine. You couldn't. She wasn't like a bad, bad actress or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. It's fine. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so I finished Death Stranding. <gasps> you did it. I was describing Man. Death Stranding today uh, at work. How did you describe it? Well, apparently, uh, I appeared in a coworker's dream. Uh, where uh, I was struggling sexual? to carry. No, this was work related, but I was apparently okay. like, I had like lots of equipment strapped to my back, and I was like carrying all this gear around work. And I went, okay. you know, that's like a the hot the hot video game title, Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to explain it. Uh, and uh, what? So how did how did you describe it though? Like, what did you say about it explicitly? If you wanted me to recall this conversation. Um, I just described what this game was, saying like I don't know why it exists. It's a game about okay. like balance and moving <laughs> like, packages. Yeah, and like, well, I gotta 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 work this. I gotta work the stack, or throw it will fall over. Yeah, yeah, no. that is what that game is about, and and that's it. But it's, and it's got Mads Mikkelsen and Guillermo del Toro. Yes, it does, and your buddy Norman Reedus. Don't forget, yeah. your good personal friend Norm Reed. No, um. Daryl from yeah. Walking Dead. That's all I know him mm-hmm. as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a spinoff show now. Do you know and that? He's got a magic card. Do he you will? have a magic card? No. Nope. I mean, I have cards that are magic in in a sense. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so I finished it. I'm glad I, I'm glad I played it through. I will say that I think only uh, Kojima heads, real spirit gamer stands. I think those are the only people who are long-term 
gonna get something out of it uh this is gonna this is something that i read articles on it like people are talking about that starfield game and they're saying something very similar uh and i think it's really dumb but i'm gonna say it anyways after about 20 hours jared it really gets going after you sink about 20 hours into this ah it's around the two-third mark yeah uh, once you get about 20 hours into it it really gets going which uh, I know is probably um, really dumb, but uh, whatever. That's that's how it is. So is it uh, is it good? Uh, oh, here's Daryl's magic card, Hunter of Walkers. Yeah. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent creates three Walker tokens. Oh, good. I've always wanted three Walker tokens. Um, what was I gonna say? Is it good? I don't know, man. I don't know if the game is good. Uh, after about 20 hours, I, I did really get the hang of it, and it was a lot easier to play. It wasn't as challenging as it was. The The first 10 hours are really, really hard uh, mm-hmm. because the game is really hard to get used to. But uh, after about 20 hours, you, you start to get it, and then um, classic Kojima, the game ends, and then there is non-skippable credits that uh, you have to play through to continue the credits to get going. So you have to kind of continue to walk for the credits to keep rolling. Or if you stop, the credits stop and the story doesn't advance. And then after the credit, like the end, the end cutscene was probably like, I don't know, an hour and a half. But uh, you have to actually invest into it. Like you have to put something into it to keep it to going. So just classic spirit gamer. You know what I mean? Classic. Classic. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Death Stranding. Um is it good or bad? I, I, I don't know. It's That's very not hard. for you to say. It's it's very hard and it's incredibly challenge, um, incredibly frustrating, especially in the first uh, first half of the game of a thirty five hour game. It's incredibly frustrating. But uh, what are you gonna do? Am I right? And since we took a week off, I actually had time to to play, start and beat a whole nother game. I played a <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, a PS four game. Oh, the first one? Uh well it's kinda like uh it's like a remake of the first one that they uh like they polish it up a bunch and then they re- uh put it out on PS4. So it's the PS4 version of a bank I think what they're saying is like it's a completely overhauled version of the very first game. Yeah. It's just called Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, yeah. That's it, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then there was a new one that just came out a year ago for PS or a year or two ago for PS five called okay. Drift Apart. Uh, which is supposed to be really good, but I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game before because mm-hmm. I didn't have a PlayStation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah, it was I've a played. fun video game, Jarrett. Kim and I played a Ratchet and Clank game uh, for Recently? a bit, uh, three years ago, probably. Was it on PS Five? No, uh, it was probably I, the it, one I just played. No, it was older than that. Oh, okay, it, it might have been like Rift Apart or something like that. That's the PS5 one. Well, it, it was released on PS4 as well, but uh, apparently everyone said that uh, to get the real feel, you really had to go to the I don't PS5 know which one, one it is. Like, I, th- I feel like there's lots of Ratchet and Clank games. This was a two-player one. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, okay. Whatever Ratchet and Clank two-player game it was. That's I have one. no idea. Yeah. Could have been anything. Could have been Thanks. any one. Wow. I thought you were our expert. No, I played oh. one of them, I said. God. God. I played... I've played one of them, I've said. I thought, I thought you knew about video games. No, I never said that. This disappointing. I've never said... I, dude, I played Death Stranding, a game where you deliver packages. You just buy old games and flip them. That's what it sounds like to me. 
Uh, I don't flip them. I mean, I just buy old games because PlayStation games event. All these games I've never ever played are like eight dollars, brand you, new. You you haven't resold a game before, RJ? I have, but I haven't in a long time. I see. Uh, it's too much hassle. <laughs> Dealing with guys. Dealing with people on the internet, telling you yes. to keep the damn things. Dang. Damn. Oh, whatever. Keep the damn thing. Yeah. And then you go, yeah. okay. Yeah. Too much of a hassle, Derek. Too much. But, uh, so I did that. That was cool. That was fun. It was an actual fun game. Had good humor. It and it was fun to balancing, play. It was balancing packages. No, you were uh, lighting dudes up and you were uh, exterminating mass oh, hordes. Blast, just like blasting. Blasting. It's good stuff. Really made you feel like you were Spider Man. You know what I mean? Awesome. So that was and that's cool. all you that's all you did, huh? Yeah. Cool. What else I mean, was I, I supposed to do? I mean I didn't do anything. I haven't, I haven't yeah. even watched Columbo. Um uh, oh, I thought you were done Columbo. No, no, no those like made for T V movies. Those things like really turned me off. Oh, I, I, okay. I, have to, I have to get back to it, but I don't know. But uh YouTube's my friend. They have lots YouTube? Of... Lots of uh, lots of content by content creators. If I had a YouTube, uh, like a Discord, Twitch, YouTube of me playing games, would you watch it? No. And I go, oh, wow. other people might. I go, oh wow, that's crazy. That's wild. Oh wow. Yeah. Now, if you're going to talk about the Horus Heresy or something like that, then the we're Horus talking. The Horus Heresy. The Horus Heresy. Is that and some what, kind of magic card thing? Uh, I think there might be a magic card. That is called the Horus Heresy, but I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about the. It's a tabletop game. It's a the miniatures line. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a it's a novel series which I've been reading still. Read three books, RJ. Like it's three a book series or it's a novel. Yeah, and I remember. Yeah, I remember last time we did the podcast. I mentioned I was reading uh, books, and I mentioned the Horus Rising. Remember how oh. like you had a really great memory, and you never forget. No. But but when I only, but, but, I but only what you, you never forget you hold on to your grudges unhealthily and pettiness. Yes, I only I remember when I'm slighted and even yeah. the the, yeah. the the littlest way. I remember Perfect. that. Excellent, very, very much. Fantastic. Good things you do or good things you talk about. Uh, in in one ear, out the other. Yeah, that's something that we're in where I come from. That's called a uh, non plume bitter bar bitter balog <laughs> well i don't know if bitter's the word let's just say people don't forget a real chip on his shoulder this guy no i'm nothing but happy-go-lucky uh-huh some have said i'm maybe too friendly yeah i know that's that's why you've landed yourself in the place that you were in in uh being a really nice good friendly person mm-hmm and the probation. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Maybe it happened. <laughs> but who's going to stop me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody anymore. I can tell you that much. That's right. Yeah. Sergey. Yeah. Yeah. Good books. Uh, great yeah. chat about cool. the Horus Heresy. Yeah, before, oh, uh, the, tell the me about Warhammer tell, books. Tell me about. I, uh, I remember <laughs> the Warhammer books about the right. old the Emperor of the Universe, right? Uh, mankind only. The Emperor, the Emperor of mankind. Of mankind only is that played by Mick Foley? Uh, no, actually. Hmm? No. 
I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, Mick Foley would be up for the role at this point. Why not? I don't know, I, I don't know if he can move. Oh, they CGI that. That's true. <laughs> so wait, you're on book three. So you read yeah, I'm, two I'm, books no, in I the finished. Last two I, weeks? No, I finished book three. Oh, that's what you had been reading. I've, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to wait to start book four. Um, I've got other things I got to prep for. I've got a call. What of do you Cthulhu. mean? I got call of Cthulhu to prepare for. Starting a big, big uh, is that, campaign. Is that some kind of sex thing. Yeah, definitely. What does that involve? A Discord, and roll twenty. Um, What's Discord? Rolling, rolling digital dice. Oh wow. Past a social media growing platform, fungus. Fungus. Yeah, it's brain fungus. Oh wow! And you can be a part of it, folks. Just breathe, breathe in that spore. Incredible. Let it take over you. I let it do bad things. Sounds incredible. Like Vic Mackey. He did what? Let 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 it do, let let him do bad things to you, like Vic Mackey. Oh wow. RJ. Yeah. Tell me about the shield. Oh, you're almost done. You're almost, almost, over. almost done. That's crazy. These, these conversations might get shorter because, um, as you as it becomes a distant memory, as time marches on, you know, things, uh, particular details of the um, the series that some have said changed the shape of television forever. Yeah. Uh is becoming a little bit what kind of shape bit... what what kind of shape did uh the shield leave the uh, television in when it left? What is the shape? Uh beaten, oh, oh. bloodied and <laughs> uh urinated on, I believe. Okay. So Okay. So uh like a, a shield... snowbank. Like a snowbank, yeah. And I know what people are going to say. Hey, wait, shield uh, talk got cut off. We never heard about the season 3 finale. And you know what? <laughs> That's going to be a Patreon exclusive, guys. <laughs> Is it? The one episode of The Shield that didn't re- record that four minutes. Yeah, you're going to have to pony up big bucks to hear that four minutes. Well, yeah, you're going to be looking for a long time on that because it doesn't exist. Uh, Craigbot failed. Oh. And hopefully, hopefully Craigbot doesn't fail us tonight. Um, well, as, we'll as, see. Well, hopefully not. Otherwise, we'll have to rethink this whole thing. But anyway, RJ, mm-hmm. uh, you finish up talking about season three. Some crazy things happened. Man, the craziest, especially in oh, that last man. episode. Crazy. Yeah, so crazy. Man, I can't, I can't believe Lim burnt the money. Man, are Vic and Shane ever going to be back to normal? Never, <laughs> never, never again. They were brothers, man. They were brothers. Oh, man, back at the end of season three. Wow, the, the gnarliest season. Some have said, the, have yeah, said. season three is uh, it, it is the gnarliest season. Um, David Mamet and Kurt Sutter really, really dug their heels in, I think. And I had a re- I had a revelation, or um, I realized something watching season seven. Dutch is supposed to be the hero of this series, but mm-hmm. it's tainted forever. Because of what season three did to every every member of this cast, because like you're watching it and you're like, Dutch is doing all the right things and, 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 and he's and the they moral ne- compass, and, and they never go back to it. It never gets mentioned again. They can't. You can't well, bring that well, up. Again. You can just, well, you can just ignore it and be like, well, yeah. the show does. So th- did it really yeah. happen? 
I it mean, didn't happen. It's fiction. You, it, it was filmed. I mean, Jay Carnes really did that. Is what I read on a <laughs> yeah, like a web yeah. post. Yeah, uh, on the on the dank Reddit's. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we think Jay Carnes really did that scene, yeah. and it's just like, wow, that's crazy. You guys, this isn't my opinion. I'm not saying slander. You guys go go find the Reddit post. It's so. Oh, I see. People are alleging it, not just RJ. I'm just saying, like, I I don't know, dude. <laughs> Where I believe I had to explain to RJ at one point in a, in a message, yeah, I, I don't think Jay Carnes killed a cat, RJ. Hey, I go to the internet. Yeah. See what they say. Okay. You, you have you ever seen Sons of Anarchy? You know what Kurt Sutter's about? <laughs> I know he's about uh, the human experience. That's one thing. An amputation. That's another thing. Wounds. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. Violence. Uh, that's another thing uh season four uh kicks off and i i would describe season four of uh as uh how the shield got its groove back ah uh now that i'm near the end season four is definitely where the barn is at its best they have the best captain yep the crime rate is improving they have the best strategy and vic is playing clean that's right so this this season four is when the barn so the halcyon actu- days. This is when they are they are actually at, operating at full capacity. Well, because they got that Aceveda out of the way. Because Aceveda is gone. So Aceveda is on city council, and uh, his replacement. So he's he's in he's still in the show. He he uh, especially this season because um they're he's they're still, doing yeah. stuff with him, but. Yep. Uh, he's still in up to season seven because he's still he's the city city councilman in charge of police. Mm-hmm. So he's there all the time. Um, but in the first episode, he's there leaving, and like he's so shitty. Like even though all that like dumb stuff happened to him, there's a I can't remember if it's this episode or uh, shit. Maybe it's the next season. I can't remember. He's still shitty to Vic. Um, and he like says something really dumb. Like I think it's maybe next season, but he's so shitty to Vic, and he's just like he's like you thought I'd leave this place, uh, with you running rampant. He's like I he's like you knew I'd always have the last word, and he's just like man, like Vic helped him out so many times. He like and he genuinely does. He helps he helps out Aceveda so much, and he's just <laughs> such a prick to him. Mm-hmm. What a bad dude. Anyways, he's going to do some weird, uh, grapey stuff this season. So anyways, uh, the only thing new to be happening at the barn is Aceveda is out, and my man, Glenn Close, is in. Mm-hmm. Captain Monica Rawling, baby. And she has plans for the barn, Jarrett. They're going to do these things called seizures of property, where if you are associated with gangs and uh, illicit activities that you can be charged for, the assumption is that if you're driving a car and you have drugs, you paid for the, the car with drug money and the city is going to seize it and sell it. And they're going to keep the money, baby. And they're going to put it back into the barn and into uh, the community. A third of the money is guaranteed the, to the community. That's how they sell it. And you know what, Jared? Mm-hmm. It works. In this fictionalized TV show, it works. Yep. So that's the only new thing here is that um, Glenn Close is in town, and uh, she's a real uh, she's a real guy's guy. She uh, works down on the floor. She doesn't want an office. She doesn't want the fuss of it. She'd rather be on on the ground floor with uh, with the boys and uh, 
um, really digging her heels in. You know what I mean, Jer? So 401, I put uh, um, Vic sets up a dog, uh, a dead dog with a gun. That's how this season starts. <laughs> so Street Cop kills a dog, and then they, uh, uh, one of the uh, co-chiefs or whatever is going to come down because it's like the fourth dog killing that a police officer has done in a month, so they have to investigate it. And they come <laughs> in, and it's a dead dog, and Vic puts a gun in its hand, and he says, listen, we had no choice. He was firing on us. And, and then all the boys pop, and they go, <laughs> Vic, you're the best. They said, Vic. Is that, is that what happens? Uh, pretty close. I, 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 I think I always love, like, there is, like, this ongoing joke in the show of, like, just how lame Vic is. Because he's always got this yes. joke, and then it pops the boys. And they're yep. all like, oh, he's a great guy. Everyone loves Vic. And you're just like, ugh. Because Vic's always looking out for them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's got their back. They say Vic might be dirty, but, man, does he care about cops. And, and, he, and he puts smiles on faces. He puts smiles on faces. So that's how this season opens. And then uh, you get introduced to Antoine Mitchell. Jerry, you oh, know boy. about Antoine Mitchell? I do. He's kind of like a street preacher. This is Anthony Anderson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just he's out of jail, and he was the former leader of the One-Niners. And now that he is out of prison, he's yep. taking it back. Taking he it doesn't. Back. He doesn't like how the One Niners are now not the dominant, most respected gang on the street. But he's playing it cool. He's a preacher mm-hmm. manager, and he's right. very smooth, and he knows how to say the right things. And he's getting the community amped up. And his whole thing is that the police are corrupt, and that uh, young black people need to stand up for themselves, and like not in violent ways. He does everything right. He does it all right. But Vic says something about this guy. I just don't know what it is. Farmington. Farmington. And that's the first episode. Yep. Um, it's called The Cure. I, I'm looking at the description. I didn't really miss anything. So, yeah, it just sets up An- uh, Antoine Mitchell. He's going to be the big baddie for the season. And uh, Captain Rollins, uh, she's going to change things. Uh, also, the um, strike team has disbanded. Lem mm-hmm. is working in the juvenile um department so he's helping kids at risk because lem's a really good guy yep. uh and then uh our boy shane is out in vice and he's working the vice squad with his new partner army played oh, by army. uh uh what's that guy um shit what's that guy's name it's not jay hernandez he looks like jay hernandez kind or like they have like a similar vibe like they act the same how's that guy's name He's an Ant Man. Do you remember him? I never saw Ant Man. Are you an Ant Man? He's an he's an Ant Man. Oh, Michael Pina. Michael Pina. Yes, yes, Michael Pina. Michael Pina. He's right, good. Right, right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, uh, four oh two. The shield is anti-vax. Oh, <laughs> is this the episode about autism? This is the episode about having landlines in the year 2023. Yeah. And uh, what that could do to a person, mm-hmm. I think, is what it is. Let's keep rolling. Uh, Just vac- that in vac- vaccination. Yeah, this is all about vaccination. It's um, so uh, their youngest daughter now also has autism. So it's not uh, not just his son, but his daughter now also has autism. Yeah. And Corinne wants to uh, she's been talking to some guys, some lawyers, and uh, they say it's because of the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a class action lawsuit, and uh, they need very, to get it. 
very 2005. Oh, yes. So they need to get but, in on this. But, but there is like a counterpoint in the episode, if I recall. Uh Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 They, so like Vic is kind of like the whole time he's like, what? He's like, you think the vaccines cause autism? And Corinne's like, I was talking to some of the other nurses and they really yeah. think this. And that's, uh, that's pretty realistic, actually. <laughs> the nurses. I just talked to somebody. I was talking to somebody and the lawyers and they're like, we just need to get a doctor to write off on this. Uh, and then they go to it, and Vic the whole time is like, whatever. And Vic's always just like, whatever, Corinne, I'll do whatever you want. Um, and they go to, a, like, the doctor that, uh, like, one of the doctors, Corinne, says she likes the most. And the doctor's like, I will absolutely not sign off on that. There is zero proof of this. This is all made up. And and she's like, you guys are, uh, she's like, I understand you're upset because two of your kids have autism, but this is not the problem. And Corinne and uh, uh, Vic are like, Oh, <laughs> Karina's Corinne's a little let down, so they just kind of let uh, let that go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is called Grave. Vic agrees to quietly bring in teenage drug user before learning of his role in a deadly armed robbery. I have no idea what that um, that means, but I did write pro trans old man. So I guess there's an old man who's pro trans in this, and I thought it was wholesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the shitters, uh, shitters get fixed, Jared. Oh, the men's room, which was the ongoing joke for three seasons, is that the men's room is broken. Glenn Close is coming into Farmington, and she fixes the shitters, which is pretty good. And then Glenn Close is really wicked too, because uh, in this episode, um, she starts going after Aceveda, and she's just like, "Listen here, David, you complain about all these guys here." but you were in charge of them. If you really felt like, if you were really this guy you say you are, you would have dealt with it. And, she, and Glenn Close is actually in Vic Mackey's camp. She's like, he's got the best arrest rates. His, uh, his means are unconventional, but there's no reason to suspect he's doing anything bad. So uh, Glenn Close goes after Aceveda, and you're just like, yeah, get him Glenn Close. Get him Glenn Close. So then we got 403. I put uh, the gang watches porn. Uh, This episode is called Bang. Uh, When her official arrival at the barn is greeted by the outbreak of a deadly gang war, Monica assigns Vic the task of ending it. Um, This episode has a hospital shooting. Mm. So uh, there is a shooting in the hospital, and the gang war is because... um, one of the uh, uh, one gang member's girlfriend was uh, shown in a porno of a different gang member or something. And this might be another plot point later in another season. I think it's this episode. Uh, but um, it's all about pornos, Jarrett. Porno. Porno. And uh, now I'm um, starting not to remember much about these episodes. So we're going to go to episode four. Very well. Uh, 404. Uh, I put... Um, ripping darts. A lot of darts smoked in this episode. By, is this uh, the smoking episode? Is what? No, it's not actually. No. Nope. Uh, this is um, this is where uh, Aceveda is starting to um go dark. On the blackometer, he is like oh, no. a deep gray. He's he's not dealing with uh the fallout <laughs> of his assault well. He's not dealing with his trauma well, um, mm-hmm. and he's smoking a lot of darts, and he's going to um, the places that sex workers work at, uh, and he's getting them 
and uh, now he is hiring them to reenact um, his uh, assault, but with him in the other role. Uh, well, he doesn't do that yet. Right now, it's just aggressive stuff where he's really aggressive with the girls. Uh, and he finds a girl that uh, understands, and she's like, okay, that, but there's some rules. You can't be like this or that. Um, so, uh, what is it? Uh, this episode's all about Aceveda, um getting, like, getting getting a little rough with uh, the sex work and gals. Um, but uh, he doesn't reenact it yet. That comes later. Uh, and then what else did I have on here? Shane handcuff beats somebody. So he uses handcuffs and he beats a guy with the handcuffs, which I thought was a, a notable thing. <laughs> um, and then uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, in the, these last couple episodes, you find out that uh, Shane and Army uh, are in the pocket of Antoine Mitchell and they owe them. So uh, they have been bought by uh, by the new Street King. Right. Uh, and then we have 405. Julian kidnaps a kid. Oh. And then this episode has a a, a cold open rape. And I, I wrote classic. Uh, but then it turns out it's Aceveda, uh in his role play. Uh. You know what I mean? This is also, uh, this episode's called Tar Baby. Mm-hmm. As Monica is forced to defend her crime fighting tactics, Vic's pursuit of a killer creates problems for Antoine. While Dutch's secret deal with the DA's office gets him and Claudette assigned a murder investigation. So for the first four episodes of the season, uh, Claudette and Dutch are in the shithouse because Claudette made a big stink about right. um, overturning DA things. Yes, because yeah. the judge had a, a, a drug addiction. Um, so for the first four episodes, they're basically on desk duty and they're given something. Uh, one of the cases they're given is a guy's running around uh, gas stations throwing coffee in people's faces, which comes right. back later. It, it, yeah. it, they, they, uh, eventually that's going to come back, but uh, that's what they're assigned right now because they're not getting good cases. So Dutch goes and appeals to the DA and he's just like, listen, you gotta... He's like, she's just kind of stubborn, but she just means well. You got Please. So they give, him, they give him a murder investigation, which eventually turns into something more. Uh, this is also the Dutch Hungry Like the Wolf episode. Oh, baby. So uh, Vic and Ronnie uh, have this warehouse thing where they're doing um, footage of like cars uh, to track down this like warehouse thing. Uh, and they're allowed to put cameras in uh, the police vehicles as well. So they get footage of Dutch going on a date yep. and leaning in for a kiss and it's unsuccessful. And then uh, he drives away singing Hungry Like the Wolf. Um, na, 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 na. Na, na, it, some similar things happen later with Dutch. But uh, yeah. so that's but, but you but you get the yeah you get the the great kind of uh, in that same episode I think Rick's like yeah you gotta be hungry like the wolf like the wolf <laughs> yeah he says it right so, to him yeah this is pretty yeah. funny it's pretty good it, stuff it is it is pretty funny um and then the the big kicker in this episode mm-hmm. uh so this episode is mostly about Aceveda's weird stuff right now. Um, but then the big one in this one is, uh, there's a missing girl out on the streets that Lem is looking for cause he works for the juveniles and she's kind of like an at risk youth and, uh, Antoine Mitchell hoops her up and then, uh, he gets Shane and, uh, Shane's partner army in there and Shane's just kind of like, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore for you. You're on your own pal. Uh, Antoine Mitchell says, no, no, you're in this forever. Uh, like, uh yeah. And then what happens? So he, he takes their guns and he kills her. And then uh, 
and then oh, he says, uh, "Okay, uh, let me let me let me send you the the quote I'd like you to read." Yeah. Okay. Wait. Am I gonna get arrested for this quote? Probably, but it'll be a Vic. He'll say it's all right. Okay. What does okay, he wait. tell Shane? Okay, I can't do an Anthony Anderson voice because I feel like that's a hate crime of some kind. You, you know can, what I mean? You, you can read the read this line. Uh, that again, let me tell you, in the previously on the shields, this was used over and over again. See, I, I, I did not see that. For the, for the entire season, and it just becomes more and more hilarious. <laughs> Go on, okay. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it in my way. You got to do it. In your, well, you got to say it. Uh, you, don't, no, you can't change the words. Uh, from now on, when I say S my D, you say, you want me to lick your B's, daddy? Yeah, it's not quite, it doesn't hit quite the same way. He's very well, I can't angry, do it. Because he says it very angrily and very in this like satisfied way that he's yeah. like yeah i own you now i i can't do it because do whatever i want take the audio clip and uh who? i'll who never poss- be president could, of the usa who could possibly say who you do that who would do that i i'd rather not say okay. i'd rather not say because i haven't seen it i just assume it's not going to be a five-star reading do you know what i mean right i just can't say i can't say mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah so it, it's 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 pretty good it is funny but uh i can't say it because maybe I'll be president one day. Um, and uh, I oh, wrote in so your... There's like, because, yeah, this is like one of the the great lines, like one of the great scenes, I think, in some ways, of the entire series. Because the next one, though, comes at the end of season five. And as, as, uh, yeah. as RJ knows. Yeah. I will read that one out loud. But, uh, mate, why don't you read this one out loud? <laughs> Since good. you remember it so well. You're, you're doing the recap. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do the big season five one. I'll do that one. Uh, anyways, I can't remember how Julian kidnaps a kid, but I guess he does. It's very good. It's not in the description, so not not that important. Not that important. Uh, so then we got four oh six. Uh, Rawlings tells Julian to fuck off. Oh, Rawlings don't take no shit. Dutch also asks Corinne out. Oh damn. Yeah, so Dutch asks Corinna. Dutch boy! And you go, oh, interesting. Um, Julian has a problem with the seizures, and Glenn Close says, no problem, Julian. If you don't like it, transfer out of here. Goodbye. And she says, get fucked, buddy. So, uh, and Julian also doesn't like, because they're going to go raid a church. And uh, that's this episode, actually. Um, Yeah. Because Vic's, Vic's got good authority that there's heroin in the church. And uh, Julian's like, we can't do this. This is a holy place. And Glenn Church. Close is like, Julian, drugs. There's hair. There's drugs. And she's like, what if we find it in there? And he's like, you won't. It's a church. You would never find something like that. Come on. And they Julian. raid it, and they find the heroin. It's all in there. Of course they do. Yeah. There's there's also footage of um the raid, and uh, this comes back later. Uh, it comes back in the next episode, but Vic arrests somebody, uh, and then it gets used next episode, the footage. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, Julian's got a lot of problems with Glenn Close, and Glenn Close just tells him to get frigged. She's like, listen, if you don't like it, just transfer departments. I don't give a shit. She's like, get out of here. Go to a different place. Um, he doesn't leave, though. So, anyways, uh, that is uh, – so Dutch asked her out. That's going on here. Um, Vic and Ronnie's car f- cameras show – 
Shane talking to uh, Antoine Mitchell, and they know he's in the back pocket of Mitchell, and then it's either... Okay, it's the next one. Never mind. Uh, but they, they know about Shane now, so they're playing it close yeah. with him. Yeah. And then this episode is called Insurgents. There is a guy who uh, Claudette and Dutch suspect is a serial killer, and his name is Clavon, and he is going to be a recurring character even now up until season seven. Oh, yeah. Now, how recurring? Like once in se- twice in season four, maybe once in season five, and then now again in season seven. So he, he comes back quite a bit, Flavon. Hmm. So they see this guy, and all signs point to him as a murderer, but the guy's sister's just like, it, it can't be him, it, it's not him, it, uh, there's no way it could be this guy. Um, I don't know if I think it'll come back up. If it doesn't come back up by the end of season four, I'll, I'll just mention it later. But uh, yeah, okay. this is where Clavon is introduced. Uh, it all sounds, yeah, it vaguely is familiar. Yeah. And his big yeah. thing is that he is a black man, and serial killers traditionally are all white men. <laughs> And that is a great urban myth. <laughs> I yes. Think yeah. But, but, that, but, is, that, but that is oh, a yeah, plot that, point. Yes. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. Oh, it yeah. is a plot point that, and it's one that the like Clavon explicitly <laughs> brings up. He's like, yeah, you're it's... profiling me all wrong. He's like, serial killer is a white man's. There, there was uh, a lot business. of, uh, yeah, that was like in true crime stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was always like, yeah, like the grim sleeper. And it was just like, yeah. no, yeah, I don't know if that's, like, a, that's uh, yeah, it's very odd little thing about about the ones that the me the media falls in love with. They love their, their white serial killers. Let's just say that ninety nine percent of serial killers are men. Let's just leave it at that. Let's go with one of that one. Let's just let's leave it at that. Okay. Never. Um, never. Well, except, except when it is. Yeah. 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 Anywho. Continue. Yeah, so 407, uh, Vic does smoke signals on a smoking en- engine. And he goes, how? And he, he sends up, his engine's on fire, and he sends up some smoke signals. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, there's no truth in reconciliation in 2005. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, so anyways, uh, I'm, hey, I didn't write the episode. It was Vic. No. Uh, Aceveda still seeing uh, his sex worker girlfriend. Uh, I, I wrote Vic gets all the bad guys on his own. Vic is this is season is when Vic is operating at his best. He does everything right and he gets all the bad guys. This is where the video footage of Vic um, uh, comes back because Aceveda puts it out there because Aceveda wants Vic fired because he's a real prick this season to to Vic. He's just like you think I'd let you go out of here. With the last word, he's like, I'm going to get you out of here. And uh, they're going to force retirement on him. Like, there's there's talkings of it. It doesn't hit yet, but uh, there's talkings of it. Like, Aceveda's like, we're going to get you out of here. Um, so the video is, like, edited where it's, like, uh, Vic smiling, but it's right after he takes a guy down. So they release it to the community where it's, like, uh, it's like white cop laughs and smiles after he tackles, uh, like, people in churches. And they're just like, he's a villain. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of funny, but um, Glenn Close doesn't buy it for a minute, Jared. Mm. She doesn't buy it for a minute. Uh, what happens? Oh, Dutch and Claudette go on a date, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Antoine Mitchell uh, tells Shane that he needs to kill Vic because Vic is getting too close to what's going on. 
So oh, Shane's been Shane's given an ultimatum. Yeah. Uh, the Sh- other thing, Shane, uh, what are you Shane. doing, Shane? Yeah, well, he's in a tight spot because Antoine Mitchell uh, shot that girl with his gun. Yep. And Antoine Mitchell kept the girl's body, and so his thing was, I'm going to keep the body, and the body's going to surface when I want it to surface. So ever like Lem's still looking for the girl. They have the body. Oh, that's going on. The other thing that happens in this, this episode's all about foster care. Uh, and the reason I bring it up is because it comes back a couple other times uh, in this season and next. There's like a foster care worker. Um, and there's a foster home where the family has like a, a dungeon closet where they lock the kids when they're being like violent. And like they find this because uh, there's like a little girl in the foster care who gets like um, sexually assaulted and then she gets Drano poured down her throat. And uh, um, Glenn Close and the police are like, well, this is the foster family's fault for not being there because it was like the oh, older foster kid. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens is Glenn Close kind of, she's just like, before I was a captain, I used to work with the foster care stuff as like a police officer, but I was like the liaison. And these people always do shit like this. And she's like, I'm not going to let them get away with this. And Glenn Close arrests the foster care dad and she also arrests the foster care worker the person Mm -hmm. who works for like the city and she arrests him because she's like she's like you did house checks and you let this go she's like i'm gonna fucking arrest you then glenn close don't take no shit jared glenn close is she's the top of the top she's the top of the top jared you know what i mean but top of the top so anyways glenn glenn close is pretty cool uh what else we got here? Um, 408 Aceveda stalks a prostitute. This what is else the is dark. new with this guy? Yeah, so he's dating the sex worker gal, uh, but he notices sometimes he has to leave and he doesn't like that. So he, he stalks her and he finds out that as a sex worker would, she has other clients. Right, Jared? Mm-hmm. Yep. Aceveda don't like that. No, girl's no, gotta no. eat. No, no, no. He's his girl. And he wants to keep it that way. So in this episode, um, Aceved is all, he's like all stocky and stuff like that. Uh, and he like, um, I don't know, he does weird shit. Uh, that, but then that sounds Dutch. like body shaming to me. Uh, Aceveda? He's all stocky. He's all stocky and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, predatory even. Lurking. He's very he's very lurky. Yeah. Stocky in nature. Yeah. Uh this mm-hmm. episode's called Cutthroat. When Shane under orders to deliver Vic's body to Antoine, <laughs> Monica looks for the leak that has led to the murder of several neighborhood informants. So Shane can't kill Vic. Uh even though he's supposed to. Vic and Ronnie know about this. They know they have the footage. And they know, and they share, uh, they show it to Lem, and they're like, Shane is going to kill Vic. And Vic's like, I got it handled. He's like, I'll take care of it. And Lem and Ronnie are like, Shane, or Vic, what are you going to do? And he's like, leave it to me. Because, you know, that's the Vic thing. Because uh, <laughs> it, it just is. It just um, is. Dutch gets the coffee thrower. He catches him. Mm-hmm. Catches him. So it comes back. Uh, Army accidentally shoots uh, the second in command of Antoine Mitchell. He's in the back seat and his gun goes off and he goes, Oh shit, sorry. So Shane and Army uh, shoot number two of the one niners and then they go dump him off somewhere. 
Uh, and then at the end of this episode, big climax, Shane calls Vic and he says, can I meet you? Just you. I need to talk to you. And uh, you know that Shane has been ordered to kill Vic. And you go, oh, shit, is he going to do it? So it's they only, show it's up. Only, it's only episode nine of season four. Uh, episode eight. Oh. Yeah. Episode eight. I think, Vic might make, I, I think Vic might make it. Well, they show up. And then before uh, uh, Shane's talking about how he's in it deep and he's in a real bad way and how he needs Vic. So Vic pulls the gun out on him, obviously. He's like, stop right there. It's like, I'll smoke you, motherfucker. He's like, I know what you said. Uh, and then Shane's like, listen, he's like, I, he's like, I didn't know you knew. He's like, but I wasn't going to kill you. He's like, I came here to tell you that I'm in trouble and I need help. And then Vic goes, okay, baby brother, I'll take care of you. Vic mm-hmm. always lets Shane back in, Jarrett. Oh. That's the, that's the thing. Until maybe he doesn't. Until maybe he can't any longer. And maybe he can't. So, um, so Shane comes clean and then, uh, now Vic needs to try to convince Lem and Ronnie, like, hey, maybe we got to help Shane out if we can. <laughs> and uh, Lem hates Shane. Yeah. Le- yeah, Lem absolutely hates Shane, which, you know, eventually other things happen. <laughs> so um, then we have 409, and I put, the boys knock over a shitter. Damn. They knock over an outhouse, Jarrett. Okay. Um... So this episode, there's, like, gang riots and stuff like that. Uh, Shane enlists Vic and his men in the search for the body, the teenage informant. The disappearance of two cops on patrol begins to look like payback for Monica's new tough new policies. So two uniforms go missing, and it's in a community where there was lots of seizures. So uh, Glenn Close is getting a lot of um, heat that maybe her she's playing it too hard and the community is striking back and they're going to start killing cops. So the cops are like the, the barn is out there trying to find their missing cops. Um, and they do, and they have been killed and they're kind of like strung up in a house. And uh, Acevedo is the guy who like finds them and stuff like that. Even like he, he's like in uniform for some reason. He's like, I'm still a volunteer police officer once a week. He's like, uh, these were my men once, too. I'm going to be here. And you're just like, shut up, David. He says, shut up, David. Um, but anyways, uh, while they're looking for the cops, a couple of the strike team are looking for the body. They get informed. The number two guy from the one niners is like, yeah, we buried her under the outhouse. And they're like, it's not enough. You killed her. Now you're shitting on her every day. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. So uh, they knock over the shitter and they they dig and then they don't find a body and then and then they go, yet. So they they gotta keep looking. Uh, and the big thing is everyone wants to blame Glenn Close for her seizures, but Glenn Close and Vic Mackey are like, this is Antoine Mitchell and he's setting you up and he's the one who did it. Now they just gotta prove it. Am I right, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. Like old good old fashioned police work. Good old-fashioned police. Uh, 410, Glenn Close threatens butt rape. <laughs> is what this episode is about. Oh, oh that's, that's the theme? That's the theme of this episode. Um, so this is the one where uh, Aceveda does try to reenact his, uh, his, um, his grape. And uh, uh, he does it with the sex worker. And she knows right away. 
and she's just like hey that's not cool you can't do that it's too violent and she goes did that happen to you and he's like no says i'm not gay and she's like did someone do this to you and she's like you know it's okay like it sounds like this was nothing you could prevent and he's like no shut up he's like you're stupid and then he he runs away uh, but uh, I was I, I I liked this was one of the, the only thing about this story that I liked is that the the sex worker lady like immediately immediately just understood and she's just like did somebody do this to you and he's like no shut up and she's like okay so the, that's over but uh, this episode um, is where. Uh, they get uh, Antoine Mitchell in for custody, uh, for questioning. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, I can't, it's either this one or it comes in later, but uh, she's threatening. Maybe it's not this one where he comes in, but at some point she threatens a guy where it's just like, you're going to be, it's like, we're going to arrest you. You're going to go jail for killing this cops. And it's like, you know what they do to people in there every day in the showers in your butt. And it's just like, whoa, Glenn Close. <laughs> Never thought you would say something like that. <laughs> I expect they're going to talk from Charles Bronson or, oh, yes. or Mulder. But not not Glenn Close. So her, her whole point in this episode is just like, listen, she's like, if you go to jail, you're getting, you're going to be getting ripped apart in the butt every day. And it's just like, wow, that is violent, Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this episode, Clavon is in this too. And uh, Dutch is so convinced it's Clavon. He, um, he uses... Uh, uh, oh no! Wait, maybe it's not this. I, I put Dutch uses false witnesses and can't clear the case. Uh, so Dutch is doing that weird thing again, where he's like sometimes getting people to like lie because he's like so convinced someone is in it. It might be Clavon, but I don't think so. I think Clavon's next season. Like Clavon comes back next season, I think. Um. Anyways, this is the episode where um, uh, Glenn Close starts to be like the whole the whole. Uh, season four she's in Vic's camp she's like you know Vic's good everyone's wrong and then in this episode she's like maybe Vic's not good and it's because of Shane because of Shane and Antoine Mitchell uh and then we have 411 intro at eight minutes and 51 seconds this is the latest one to date so wow. they, when the shield yeah cha cha it hits at eight minutes and 51 seconds into this episode. Were you sweating? Yeah, I was like, when is this going to come? Well, I, I forgot that there was an intro for a while, and then it hits, and then I go, oh, and then, and then you had to fumble and hit pause and see where it was and write a note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this episode is called A Thousand Deaths, uh, so they're still trying to pin um, Antoine. And uh, you know what I'm going to do? Why don't you read this this description? Because I have to go to the bathroom so bad, but I don't want to pause recording. Okay. I'm going to go to the bathroom. But you read the description. Where's the description? What? Did he leave? He fled. He ran away. He didn't send me anything. He sent me nothing. Look at this. Look at this unprofessional behavior from RJ. I don't even know what episode he's on. He just got up and left. Shocking. What a shocking turn of events. I feel like a character from the the hot television show from 2005 um, that he's that he's talking about that everyone's just been like craving his recap of this whole time. 
And what's annoying is I type in Shield season four episode ten, uh, and what I get is Agents of Shield, which no one gives a crap about. No one, no one cares about that type of thing. But here we are, and now I have to type in uh, Mackie, and then we're back on track. There's an episode called Back in the Hole. Is this the one that he was talking about? I have no idea. But anyways, this is this is what you can come to expect from the Criterion Creeps. Boned in and pissing all over the place. That's what you can come to expect. Uh, let's see here. What did Rotten Tomatoes have to say about episode 10? That it may or may not be the episode that uh, is being discussed. It just kind of goes on one year out the other. You know what I'm saying? So, let's see here. Uh, there's Catherine Death Dent uh, playing Danny. Notice that RJ hasn't mentioned Danny once uh, here. Uh, Danny's and, really uh, been in the back burner. Yeah. Uh, so, Danny is, um, she's just kind of doing her own thing. She's with Julian. She got reinstated. I think she actually even gets promoted to, like, sergeant or whatever. Whatever's not detective, but, like, still in uniform. So, she's there. Danny comes back next season. She's more of a important character in season five and six yeah okay. do you well, read the descriptions uh, of the next no three? because I, where, where am i supposed to read them from imdb it's not where yeah i didn't have that up oh okay well you were you just freestyling yeah i was freestyling talking about your professionalism hey well uh you gotta go to the bathroom what are you gonna do pee your pants you yeah. can't do that it's yeah, not professional you, it's very professional it's not professional yeah <laughs> It's like when the Undertaker and Sid shit themselves in their matches, you know. Well, I'm not the Undertaker. Well, because uh, you know why? Because you're not a professional. Well, you know what? It's the way it is. Four eleven. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was four ten, and I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, Vic pits Antoine's henchmen against each other in an effort to find the cop killers. Dutch and Claudette suspect Detective Billings uh, it failed to stop a deadly carjacking. So Billings, this is like, he's always kind of been there, but Billings is going to become a prominent character in the next couple seasons. He sees a carjacking, and he just kind of ignores it and leaves. And then they're just like, hey, were you there? And he's like, yeah, yeah I was there. He's like, what do you want me to do? Try to stop it? He's like, get out of here. Um, yeah, when, uh, yeah, when I forgot about Billings completely, yeah, I was like, you know, he showed up earlier, too, as like a bad cop. And so that's yeah. like kind of the, you're like, oh, shit, this guy's real checked out. He's prominent in seasons five and six. And yes. uh, now in seven, too. Billings is Billings and a Dutch is actually uh, really funny. They're they're a very good pair. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so in this episode, uh, Corinne dumps Dutch. So uh, that relationship is over. And she's like, yeah. are you trying to date me to get back at Vic? And he's like, yeah, it started that way. He's like, but I actually like you. And she's like, all right, get out. Um <laughs> He was, like, trying to be honest. He's like, yeah, it did start. He's like, I asked you out, like, to get back at Vic. But uh, uh, he's like, I actually kind of like you. And she's like, no, get out of here. And then uh, the other thing that happens here is, oh, so the reason Glenn Close is on to Vic is because Shane and Army are in so deep. Uh, um, Because of internal affairs, they're investigating Shane and Army. And uh, Shane passes the polygraph and then Army refuses it. And he says he's going to call his uh, rep and stuff like that. And it just they're just like, you can't refuse it. That's going to look suspicious. And he's like, no, I was told I didn't have to. And then you never see him again. And then he's gone forever. So that's too bad. Uh, And then I have uh, 412. 
And uh, this one is Dutch drops a wheelchair man. <laughs> he drops him? Out of his wheelchair. Ah. Uh. Yes. And then I also put the boys blow up a guy. <laughs> and then I also put season three lives. Oh, no. This is the return. This episode is called Judas Priest. Jared. Was this a, what, when you say season three, I mean, it could be a couple of days. Is it the money train? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, oh dear. Money train's not back yet. Money train comes back next what, season is it, and then is forever. It, is it like a pet cemetery thing? Sometimes that is better. For Aceveda, yeah. Judas Priest. Oh, yeah. Vic and Monica work to link Antoine to the cop killing. So they're still trying to figure out or make it have proof that Antoine did it. Only to have Aceveda sell them out in an effort to keep the truth about his sexual assault from being made public. So in this episode, Aceveda gets called to the jail, and it is the guy who did the sexual assault. And he says, I have the pictures. I have proof. Your little display of strength last season didn't mean anything. I want this, this, and this, or this all goes public. And what Aceveda does on his high horse, where he is always yelling at Vic for Vic's questionable things, Aceveda goes to Antoine Mitchell and says, listen, I got a guy, uh, or there's a guy in a lockup, and you have claimed many, many times that you own the prison. I got a guy in a lockup who we don't, we can't have saying things. Uh, and so uh, Aceveda's assault is, is killed by Antoine Mitchell's men in prison. Uh-huh. So he's no better. And I'm just N- realizing a nice, now, A nice, neat, tidy package. Yes. Yeah. But now it's on record that Aceveda visited this guy in jail two separate times before mm-hmm. he was killed in prison, which yep. is a plot point. This will come back. Yes. Uh, and I'm realizing now... When uh, when Glenn Close threatens the butt rape, uh, they're questioning Antoine Mitchell, and they do put him into custody, and they do arrest him. They just don't have the solid um, the solid evidence yet. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like Antoine Mitchell's in holding, and that's when Aceveda goes and talks to him because he's like, they're like holding him, and they know he did it. They're just trying to get him to basically admit that he did it. Uh, so that they can actually sentence him for life in prison. And Antoine Mitchell's big thing is just like... To charge him, I guess. Yeah, to charge him for, like, officially. Antoine Mitchell's big thing is just like, uh, he's like, he's like, you think prison is bad? He's like, he's like, I'm the king of prison. He's like, anything you get on the outside, I get in prison. He, and he's like, even the P word, Jarrett. He's like, I had some of that today. And then he goes, <laughs> you know what I mean by the P word? Penis? The other one. Pizza? Yeah. He had little Caesars in there. Oh. Oh yeah, and then Dutch throws a guy out of a wheelchair. This is the uh, uh the wheel yeah. this is the wheelchair like um guy who like shoots someone. And uh, I put the screenshots on the Discord, which people only only elite Discord users can have where uh um Dutch is like, you would have been face to balls with this guy. He's like, pretty ambitious for a disabled man. And the the guy in the wheelchair is like, listen, I'm a cripple. He's like, I'm going to own that shit. He's like, you don't talk for me. And then uh, Dutch is like, are you? And he kind of like knocks him over. <laughs> it's something like that. Like, it's unintentional, but like kind of intentional. Mm-hmm. So he like, he like drops a guy out of a wheelchair. Yeah. 413. Thir- four uh... 
I don't even. I have notes, but I don't have anything quippy for this one, Jarrett. Oh no! Is this the is this the end of season four? This is the end of season four. Yeah. Okay. It's called "Ain't That a Shame," which I guess is for me not having a quippy note. Monica asks Vic to find a way to hold Antoine Mitchell responsible for the murder of two Farmington cops. I wrote they left Lem alone with three in hand, uh, three handcuffed guys. Oh yeah, they're trying to figure this out. So like they're trying to track it down, and um, this is where Lem is still really trying. Like as he was trying to like narrow down on this, they like lead down some drug dealers. And Lem takes um, a brick of heroin as leverage from one of the drug dealers. It's a plot point. And he's just like, you'll get this back when you give us the information. So Lem takes it. And then you don't really see much of it afterwards. And then they handcuff three guys together. Uh, and um, they leave Lem. Or they're unhandcuffed. Uh, Vic, Shane, and Ronnie are like, we're going to go investigate something. Lem, you stay with these guys. And it's three guys on a couch, and they're not even handcuffed, and they leave them with Lem. Lem. And then they beat them up, and they run away uh, Like while the other team is coming back. So I was like, that's kind of a dumb thing. Uh, this episode has a quinceanera, not unlike a bat mitzvah, and some guy goes and kills a bunch of people there. Uh, and then family services comes back again, and uh, there's more trouble in the orphanage. And this is good. Family Services comes back actually a couple times in the next seasons. But uh, the way this season ends actually is kind of really um, kind of on a somber note. Like there's no big kind of like revelation or anything like that. What it is, though, is uh, Glenn Close is getting pushed out because the cop killings are getting blamed on her kind of radical policies. Uh, she has the lowest crime rate. She was the most efficient. Uh, but Antoine Mitchell spun it. He did it out of spite, uh, and it had nothing to do with the seizures. He just didn't want Vic and Shane getting in the way, so he did kill the cops, and, and he confesses to it in this episode. So Antoine goes away forever, and he'll come back later. Uh, but he's going to go to jail forever, and he had uh, he admits to doing it. But the public perception is that he only did it because of these things, which isn't true. But then Glenn Close gets reassigned out of Farmington, unfortunately. And in the, the final moments of this, Glenn Close has a very nice talk with, uh, with Vic. And she goes, Vic, what is your end game here? And he like kind of says stuff. And in that very last episode, uh, re- like she begrudgingly opens up an internal investigation into Lem and mm. Vic and the strike team. Because the whole season she's fighting for them. And then in the last two episodes, she's like, something really off is here. Uh, and she tells Vic, she's just like, she's like, I actually like you. She's like, I'm like one of the only guys in your corner because I see what you do out there. And uh, she's like, I don't you think get it's results. All... You get results. I and, feel like, like you're a different see... kind of cop. You're a different kind of cop. And uh, she, well, her whole thing is just like, I see what you're doing. She's like, I don't. She's like, you can't do anything illegal, but you can do the things the way you do them. Uh, but then she she kind of gets onto it and she's just like, well, she's like, well, that's not. She's like, we need to look into it to see if it's actually illegal or not. So IED case has just opened, and then Glenn Close just gives Vic a little warning in a very subtle way, which Vic is too, like a season later, like thirteen episodes later, she's like, uh, Vic has a, res- a like a revelation, and she's like, she was trying to warn me, and he he says it out loud, like he narrates it. He's like, Rawlings was trying to warn me this whole time <laughs> and it's like a whole 13 episodes later but like she says something basically that is just like 
you need to stop now or they're go- they're coming for you and uh he doesn't get it because Vic's kind of a dumb dumb so uh <laughs> uh he doesn't pick up on that and then what you're gonna have for a season and a half is the reckoning of Vic not realizing that uh that he need he needed to kind of pull back and clean things up before it was too late and then next week we're gonna hear all about one Forrest Whitaker uh is it is it sergeant kavanaugh yeah it is, yeah the Ka- kavanaugh kavanaugh and we're gonna see <laughs> some acting the, the the beginning well it's all yeah you say it's like uh by the end of the season it'll be the, the beginning of the end of the shields run yeah and uh it's gonna bleed over a little bit into season six yep and then season six is gonna kind of take a turn into what is the end of the show at yeah. the end of the series amazing isn't that crazy how tv shows work yeah they just end they just end yeah uh but unless, anyways, they, unless they go forever like like, w, like, w, like wwe raw or this podcast like this podcast so season four is good uh mm-hmm. i think cap uh glenn close is the best character i think in uh like the best like short-term character in this show uh forrest whitaker's incredible but for a very different reason. <laughs> he is a very, very good uh, kind of guest character for a season. Mm-hmm. Glenn Close is wicked. And um, it's like I said, this is when the, uh, the, the barn is actually at its, uh, its top. Peak. It's peak. And now it's all going to come down. It's all coming down. It's all coming down. Season four of The Shield, baby. No. You're almost I mean. done. You're almost done. Yeah, I'll be done before we uh no. before next week. Oh boy. Yeah. So we'll do season five next week, season six the week after. And, and each week you'll forget more and more. I'll forget more and more. You know how that is. You mm-hmm. read notes of something you wrote like three weeks ago. Whew. Yeah, I wa- I watched the movie this week. I can't even remember now. Well, exactly. Oh yeah, did you do anything this week? No. Okay. Uh, any news you want to share with the uh, with our dear listeners? I'm gonna say no. No. Interesting. I'm, I'm gonna decline. What about here? Uh, MovieScoops.com. Uh, I don't know if you saw. I posted this actually on my on my birthday. Zack oh. Snyder teases that Planet of the Dead gets <laughs> pretty twisted. How twisted do you think it gets? Uh, twizzy. It's twizzy. In the twizzy? Yep. The twizzy? The twizzy? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the movies aren't being made. The industry is, uh, it's Barbie, I think, has started to slow down a, t- a touch. After settling in as like the highest grossing film Warner Brothers has ever released. Potentially. Beating uh Harry Potter eight. The Dark Knight and Deathly Hollows. Hallows. The Deathly Witch ones? I don't know. That's a Harry Potter thing, isn't it? Yes it is. Yes, See it is. you I thought you were a pothead. I never have claimed that once. Uh huh. Never. Not not once. Never. I once. see. I see that scarf you're wearing. 
Yeah, you see the uh, the drawn lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, the, I see the tattoo. Leviosa. I'll tell you, and this isn't a judgment against the profession, but the next time you go out to a restaurant, I'd say two to one odds that your your server, male or female, is gonna have a Deathly Hollows tattoo. The triangle with the circle with the line through it. I, it's pretty pretty good bet. I, I didn't know that was the thing. The Deathly Hollows? Yeah, it's a triangle with a circle and then a line through it. That's... Uh, Look it I, oh. Now that you start noticing, if you go to a restaurant, if there's five servers working, I would wager that uh, two out to... of the five have <laughs> that tattoo, at least. What, what am I going to summon them to myself? Like a like it's a harem? Expose no, you'll just, your arms. You'll, you'll just see it. You'll just see it. With your... Leering eyes. I mean, it, it. Yeah, it looks just like some witchy thing. It. Well, Harry Potter's a witch. No. You. You know. What? Or are you a muggle? <laughs> I am. I am absolutely a muggle. <laughs> yeah. If you if there's five uh five servers in a restaurant, two of them have that tattoo at the very least. The, the very least. least. Okay. Yeah. So. <sighs> All right. It's just the way it goes, baby. Mm-hmm. Just well, the way it goes. We got we got a movie to talk about. Do we? We're trying. We're, yeah, I think we're trying to tr- remember. We were trying to keep this like nice and tight and short. You know, it would have been. Emails. It would but be with somebody. I know. Chill talks an hour long. And people are skipping right through. Yeah. Or they're listening and they're going, "What the fuck is this show about?" It's about community. It's about building a community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maintaining a community, and the ups and downs of a community. No, yeah, and getting pee in prison. Getting what? Pee. What's that sound for? Uh, pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah, pepperoni sticks. Oh, pierogies. The what? Pierogies. Yeah, that's it. Works too. That works. It works wonderfully. Mm. Mm-hmm. We got a movie to talk about. Do we? So RJ is going to go pee again, maybe. And uh, after yeah. the break, yeah. um, I don't know. Or we're pee? going to. We're going to sing and dance. Maybe even get married a little bit, RJ. You and me, bit, or you know. someone else. You and me. Why not? Twenty twenty three. Grow up. Gentlemen who think you have a mission to purge us of the seven deadly sins should first sort out the basic food position, then start your preaching. That's where it begins. Your lot who preach restraint and watch your waist as well. Should learn for once the way the world is run. However much you twist, or whatever lies that you tell, food is the first thing. Morals follow on. So first, okay, make sure sir. that those who are now get starving go, get, get going here, bud. get proper helping. Okay. Mm. When we all start carving, and we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about the Three Penny Opera from 1931, yeah. directed by G.W. Pabst. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Continue. What were, what were we saying? Yeah, to 1931. <laughs> that yeah. was a good year. <laughs> it was great. It was great vintage. Uh, the tagline for this film, uh-huh. RJ. <clears throat> Let the fantasy take you far, far away. No, it wasn't. Was it really? You please, yes, please, take me far, far away mm-hmm. as I fantasize about another movie. That's Leonard Malton's review, I bet. I mean, some kind of Malton. And a synopsis. A synopsis mm-hmm. for this film. In London at the turn of the century, underworld kingpin Mac the Knife marries Polly Peachum without the knowledge of her father, the equally enterprising King of the Beggars. Who? The King of the Beggars. Oh, okay. You know what, RJ? You know what I have to say? about this film no i don't um well also well, first of all let me just say gw pabst more like gw path thought you're gonna say as in gw pass. path oh pass like as in you would pass from this movie have pathed what rj yeah hmm so uh, GW yeah. Pass, he's back in Pandora box oh, yeah? form. Remember hit that? Remember that movie? Okay. So we got three sure. penny opera. Uh, I, I mentioned that I uh, was watching this to a mm-hmm. friend of mine, and uh, well, the response was, "What the, what the hell's a three penny opera?" Yeah. And I went, "That's a very good question." And I'm like, "Are you familiar? Are you familiar with Bertolt Brecht?" Yeah. No. And uh, RJ went, yeah, I love Bert. I love old Bert. Bert Brat. And I went, yeah, you're 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 on your own there. I, you know, I've never heard anyone say describe something as being Brechtian. I've heard that, like twice this week, even actually. Oh, yeah. Wow, Pizza Hut's getting fancy. Well, I mean, John Pizza, you, it, a lot of, like a big thing about him is that he's he kind of wants to enrich what we have in our lives. You know John Pizza. Right. So, yeah. I I know nothing about the Three Penny right. Opera. I've I've heard it mentioned before in in passing in sort of a offhand references. Okay. But the biggest reason I know anything about it at all is because I've read Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yeah, comics, um, and in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen three. Mm-hmm. Book one of uh, I think it's like Century Book One, which is 1910. Uh, it has like an entire sequence with uh, Alan Moore's reinterpretation of the lyrics of the Three Penny Opera as an arc, uh, which I'm like I'm, I've never read this, and I don't know mm-hmm. who has. I don't know how many people have, uh, but I know they have clearly or watched sure. the play. And there's this whole thing about like Mac the Knife, like being Jack the Ripper. Oh, okay. Or something like that. And I was always like, huh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. But I remember uh, it all came crashing down what, what Three Penny Opera was in terms of music about five minutes into the movie when you start hearing the song Mac the Knife being sung. And you, but instead of like Bobby Darren croning it out, um, you get this like German 
uh, version of it, which is apparently the actual ver- way it was done. This is a uh, a German play set in Soho, if London, um, and with this like organ mm-hmm. music, and it's not, it's ex- it's exactly Mac the Knife, and you go, holy Toluda. Holy what? RJ, what did you think of that? Holy well, Toluda. I always knew the Ella Fitzgerald and Mac the Knife. Like her cover of that uh-huh. song, and when I saw this, there was all this yeah. talk of this uh, bad dude Mackie, and how Mackie yeah. was a bad. And you're dude. like, whoa! I'm watching the well, show. It was like at one point, I think they say he's a different kind of guy, a different kind of cop, maybe even. And I was just like, interesting, interesting. But uh, yeah, I didn't know that this was um, a German song. But yeah, I do. Like I always knew uh, Ella Fitzgerald version of that song because. Um, so I think the first popular standard was like uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. Louis Armstrong. Yeah. And then Bobby Darren did one in 1959. And then uh, Ella Fitzgerald's is from like yeah. 61. Well. So, so everybody was getting in on that Mac the Knife action. As you know, I'm a fan of that smooth jazz, that like, that little, that kind of beat that kind of gets dropped sometimes. And uh, yeah, her version popped up on like... Um, like i don't know online radios or whatever so you know about online radios i, I just saw that uh nick cave uh what's he up to with, now well he performed a, uh, a version of the song as well in a music of kurt whale wheel wheel uh compilation back in 94 which i believe uh tom waits also was involved with the surprise of nobody. Yeah. Uh, but hey, did you know that Frank Sinatra and Jimmy Buffett recorded a duet of this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You remember Jimmy Recently Buffett? Recently passed died? away, Jimmy Buffett? Yes. Yeah. And who? Frank Sinatra. Recently deceased Frank Sinatra? <laughs> yeah, very recently. Wow. Who would you rather listen to, Frank Sinatra or um, Jerry Lee Lewis? Uh, Dean Martin. You know, no. Frank Sinatra or uh, Dean Martin? Frank Sinatra. Uh, Sinatra. Okay. New question. Yep. Oh no. Chubby Checker. Ooh. Or Fats Dominoes. Ooh. I mean, I I couldn't even tell you the difference. Do you remember that guy? Like I I I couldn't pick out I couldn't pick out the song. I'd be like I don't know. It could be one, either one. It's not Chuck Berry or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, nobody's Chuck I'd Berry. I'd have to isolate it. And then... Nobody's what? Chuck Berry. Well, that's fucking... What, what are you Chuck saying? Chuck Berry invented rock and roll. Yeah. I'm saying nobody saying is like Chuck Berry. No. Yes, right. that's what I'm okay, saying. I see what you mean. I thought you were saying nobody no, likes No, no, no. I'm saying Chuck nobody Berry is like... like Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry invented uh, rock and roll. He More importantly, that's what I was like, what do you remember... When that guy in Sammy that Davis old Jr. man in Home Hardware asked me about Chubby Checker, yeah, I remember. Okay. I remember that now. Okay. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Chubby Checker. There he is. Um, and then I'm gonna look up uh, Fat Domino. Domino. Yeah. And I'm gonna make I'm gonna, the decision. Make the call. Make the okay. Call. Okay. That's not really a pretty sweet. Yes, hair. he did. Yes, he did. But remember that picture of Chubby Checker? You I would, sent I, me? I, 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 him, him when he's like fifty-five. Oh, and then and 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 in the denim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. 
Yeah, that's uh might have to post that picture here pretty soon. Might have to. Maybe off the Discord even. <laughs> you know what I mean? So shit, Fats Domino died in twenty seventeen? God damn. Uh do you mean seventeen seventeen? Hey, and Chubby Checker's still alive. <laughs> Get out of here. You want to do the twist, and it goes like this. Come on. It's a good song. Good, yeah. good song. All good. It's all good. I'd listen yeah. to it. Uh, they'd flow into one yeah, another. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? What are we talking about? Hey, that was... <laughs> I think we're talking about a movie, but I, I might be wrong. Yeah. So, anyways, so this movie is from 1931, sure it and it and it shows. Come on, this movie opens up on a on a dock, and yeah. a, a dock in uh, old jolly old mm-hmm. England. And um, the thing that was like throwing me off is like this movie just doesn't look normal. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can see that there's some real experimentation. This is also like you know early sound, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but there's some cool like miniature stuff with boats in the distance. Uh, it feels like a play, but it's also trying to be a movie, and it's trying to reconcile these things. Oh, and sure. we know how that goes about RJ. reconciliation. It's not to the extreme of uh, no. It's about Henry the V. You remember Henry the V? Uh, I know Henry the V, but I don't know about it's, Henry. It's, v. it's not like it's not quite like that, but it does have a. Kind of like the uh, Laurence Olivier Hamlet, okay. where it's very feels like a play most of the time. I mean, even though they're shooting on location, mm-hmm. um, but it does feel like they're still trying to figure out how to like make movies. Okay. And but there's there's times where it's successful, and it kind of goes in and mm-hmm. out of that. But then there's other times you're just like, okay. That they have to put this scene in because it's in the play and people like this part, but there's like no reason for it to yeah. be there. Uh, and you're just like, yep, but we got to be thorough. This movie felt real long at an hour and 50 something minutes. Um, but what's it all about? Well, <laughs> this guy, Mac, the knife, Mackie, okay. he's a, I guess he's a, cr- he's a crime lord from all the synopses I yeah. read. But I don't know. He's just this guy who everybody wants, and he gets to walk around scot-free. He doesn't really care if anyone's yeah. looking for him. Um, his bestie is the, the 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 chief of police. He is. Uh, they fought in uh, the war together, so they're both veterans. And uh, this this cop, he's uh, a real sucker for Mackie, uh, <clears throat> and he kind of just says, "Oh, you're not such a bad guy. Oh, we gotta let you do what you do. I don't believe anything people say about you." Is, is that is that character but, played by Glenn Close? Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, and she warns him. She gives him she gives a warning. Him a warning. Oh, okay. Cool. And then uh, later on, Mackie the knife goes, "Mein Gold, she tried to warn me. She's trying to warn me. Something like that. Like that. <laughs> but but mein but, mein, but mein, mein Gott. Den Himmel. Guten Bragen. Kind of like that. Yeah. Perfect. Or Guten German. Bragen. We got German on that cast. <laughs> so yeah. anywho. Uh, he's going, he's like, I don't know. He's, uh, he likes the, he likes the sure ladies. He, does. He, he likes, he, he likes the, the, uh, the pleasures of the ladies. Sure. Um, he likes that, that flesh. 
And now he's going to get married. Is he? Um, to uh, to a Miss Peachum, whose father is uh, the king of the beggars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. No, I don't. So <clears throat> I don't know. So there's a whole sequence. One of the more interesting parts of the, the movie, mm-hmm. maybe, is all the people lined up to get their beggar clothes okay. and get signed up and for their their jurisdiction that they're going mm-hmm. to work. Um, and, and you get, you get, it's like a little interview process of, uh, you have to pay and you have to give a uh, part of your, uh, earnings back mm-hmm. to the house. And of course we will try to, sorry, dude. Oh yeah. No, it's cause after he, he gets an outfit, he's like, oh, I don't really like that one. I want this one instead. He's like, tough, tough shit. It's that it's my way you or the highway. Shit? He, uh, yep. Wow. Yeah. It's very, uh caustic language for 1931. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. But you get this cool thing with Mies mannequins. You get the the, the beggar mannequins all set mm-hmm. up where the costumes are being distributed to the beggars. And of course, you have like the gag of uh, two guys pretending to be blind. And then like as soon as they kind of enter the shop, they kind of like straighten out and they're faking it. They're not even real cripples. Did anyone push them out of the wheelchair? Ah, uh, so it's not like early two thousands television. I've seen spinals, dude. This, one, this guy's faking it. Okay. So, um, anyways, Peachum doesn't like this. He doesn't like that this guy's marrying his Ooh. daughter. He's not a fan of it at all. So there's a, uh, they conspire, frame this guy up. He, everyone knows he's a bad yeah. guy, right? Everyone knows he's a bad, he's a bad person. So. Uh, a plot is made to uh, send him away, toys. Bake him away. Sorry, bake him away, bake toys. Him away, toys. <laughs> you're better. You're better than sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. So, hey, I, I'm on like hour thirteen. Of what? Being awake. <laughs> uh, being awake, and I'm just like okay. I'm done. Who no? No one cares about three penny offer. Uh, excuse. I'm just gonna throw me. that out there. Oh yeah, you you uh tell me how much you you love. Well, I'm gonna wait for my. So anyway, I know you can you can wait in any time. So anywho, um, yep, they set him up. He's arrested, and then some classic 1930s old time silent film, Deus Ex Machina, comes in, and uh, our boy gets away, and Um, and then laughs or laughs or had. Oh yeah. Yeah, but everything's okay oh, at good. the end of it. So I mean, there's this under, so there's this undercurrent. There's what one would call a socialist critique. Oh, I don't like that. Um, about the exploitation of poor people. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you hear about oh, this? Oh, poor people. Could the you take the film as such? The yeah, poor people. Okay. Yeah, you could. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So anyway, I don't know what this is all going mm-hmm. for. I, nothing about this story grabbed me. I feel like uh, the actually, you could go other places for the same idea, which is often my uh, criticism of a lot of movies. It's like, what about this particular story is compelling? Um, like, why, why would I watch this? Or perhaps, you know, the lower depths uh, when I could do other things and, and, and get uh, something. Haven't talked about the lower depths in a long time. It's Almost been as a long while. as Pie Wackett. <laughs> almost. almost let's say almost almost yeah. yeah um 
where it's just um I think uh Kim Kim put it well. What about uh, Pie Wacket? Complained about this. Oh no, well diff different words, yeah. but uh uh I think I think she was saying she she might not have the intellectual patience for Brett. Oh wow. Uh <laughs> <laughs> which is like kind of like trying to put over something that you don't like being like i just don't think i'm ready for this i don't think for what uh what it's what it's trying to prepare and i'm like well that's one way of putting it um maybe it's true i mean i don't think you need to put it like that i mean i think you just say shit and then you don't have to <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, fooey and then fling my you're gonna do what it. sorry Fling poo. Oh, okay. It, like a like a okay, beast. Okay. Okay. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I no. Know. Anyways, yeah. So this is a listless film. Okay. Uh, there's like for an opera, uh, but it's like, is it an opera or is it theater? Uh, not a lot of songs in this number, and uh, other than the Mac the Knife one, uh, there's a lot of people always like talk about Pirate Jenny. Um. But yeah. man, who, 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 didn't really, didn't really, doesn't, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, everyone loves What Keeps Mankind Alive. One of the, one of the best. It's one, one of the, of the best, best songs. Yeah, I mm. love it. It's uh, pretty cool. So I just like, yeah, to, to mention uh, some of the people who have covered uh, What Keeps Mankind Alive in different iterations in English. Uh, yeah, we had Tom Waits. Uh, doing the that. Tom Waits? Pet Shop Boys. The Pet Shop Boys as well. Interesting. William William S. Burroughs. The? William S. Burroughs? The. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and the opening chapter uh, in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Volume 3, Century, is named What Keeps Mankind Alive. Got to keep the, the uh, three-penny opera strand going through that great work tell me um yeah has uh alan moore ever had any like controversial things oh well i do believe in uh uh century volume one uh the the daughter of captain nemo is graped uh and then of course we, which sets up some uh revenge of her just blowing up the entire dock of london to kill the the grapists. Interesting. So that happens. The the streak continues. Interesting. Oliver. Interesting. I I I don't know. I've yeah. never seen that thing. I just I kind of have a hard time thinking it's gonna be a five. You know, is all. That's all. I just, it's yeah, hard. It's, hard to, it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Hard to say. So that'll being said. Um. Everything ends up peachy with old McKeith. Mackeith. Um McKeith? Great. Great great cinema. I'm glad the Criterion collection uh has brought this to mm-hmm. our attention. That is preserved for all mm-hmm. time. Like uh like all uh movies that they've released previous mm-hmm. to this. I, re- I really like the poster art for this. I'm not sure if it's for the poster itself or um, commissioned for the mm-hmm. DVD itself that they put out for it. It's really nice. It's a nice mm-hmm. drawing. Um, I remember Gorky. The Gorky. I remember Gorky. Uh Gorky was on my. Uh, mind. yeah, I I remember Gorky. Do you remember Gorky? Ma- ma- Max Max Maxim Gorky. Hey, you, you, I just want to mention too. You know, uh, 
Kurosawa, he cited this as one of his 100 favorite films. Can I tell you? He didn't. He did. Can I tell you? He, in fact, didn't. He once named his top 100 favorite films of all time. Once, said Far Out Magazine in January of 2023. Can I tell you? He actually didn't do that. Hey, you know this movie uh, was really scandalous to the Nazis? It got banned. Did it? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Nazis are dumb. Okay. (laughs) That's that's my my contribution to the discourse. I don't know if you want to say something so so controversial, Jared. Like... (laughs) Um, like whether people agree with you or not, like, uh, it's polarizing climate out there these days and you don't want to take a stance. So you get like, you get to these, you know, you got like real big, big takes though, like this, RJ, can you brace yourself? Banking is a safer, more lucrative form of stealing. (laughs) Damn. That point is, I felt would be lost uh, watching this because I. It's just like I don't know. There's other ways to get that information out there that I think would you know. You know what I think would be is well, I don't have your money. It's in Joe's house, and it's in Bill's house, and it's in Tom's house. Something like that. You know what I mean? What were we talking about? Uh, Yeah, that all being said, I don't know. Free penny opera. Uh... This is this one's a hard GW Paps for me. Okay. Um, and RJ, what did you think of the Three Penny Opera? I know you got some pretty choice screenshots. Uh, I did, I did. I, I I even didn't send you one or two that I'm uh, sa- saving some for of that, any day. Uh, I was going to assume patented uh, Brechtian dialogue. The patented Brechtian dialogue. Yeah, that's right. And did you watch the French version as well? But, yeah. Okay. Are are we doing well, a movie podcast, or thoughts. are you just phoning it in? If you're not going to do the work, uh, but, uh, can I do watch both? The French. I I can def. I can definitely. If you're not going to watch the movies that the French want you to watch. That's a French accent. It's pretty cool. Okay. Pretty, pretty good. What were we talking about again? I don't know. Um. Okay, here's what you need to know. Okay. Okay. This might be the best movie we've seen ever. Holy smokes. And by that, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know who's into this. You know? So, I get this idea of being <laughs> anti-capitalist. <Sure>. But what... <laughs> <laughs> what what is what are we watching here? Well, yeah, okay. So here here's what I think too. Like, I do think that there is a big group of people that are like, you know what? This is my exact style. I love this, and this is who I am. And it's just like, and it's and and it's hilarious. It's like, All right, cool. You know, it's like it's shades of sweet movie, RJ. Yeah. I mean, it is in some sense, but I know some people do love watching these old ass movies uh, and these opera things. But when you told me last week that we were watching this thing called Three Penny Opera, and it was, I almost quit. 
I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I tried watching it, and I think like a real sign from a somewhere else in the ethos, in the in the world, in the galaxies. Mm-hmm. I got thirty minutes into this, and then the Criterion Channel just crashed. And I sent Jared a screenshot too, and it even had a message. It's like unable to play. Uh, and I went, I think I'm done. Like I think that's it. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I think uh, it's. What, what time was this at? Like how how deep? It into was the movie? 30, 30, 40 minutes in. And uh, oh, that's about when I that's when I paused. Yeah, that it one. was about thirty or forty minutes, in, and I, I was like, and I I sent you the screenshot that it was like uh it, it just like it had a message it, an error message it was like unable to play, so I closed the app and I opened the app up and uh it would play for two seconds where on resume and then it would crash again and say unable to play, so I restarted the like the Fire Stick twice and then it still did it and I was just like. I'm done. I was like, I don't, I don't have to watch this fucking movie. If it's not gonna play, I'm not gonna watch it. Uh, that's as, uh, that's as exciting as this movie, RJ. Not I know. Gonna lie. I know. Uh, the next day, Jared texted me because he's a bad person, and he said, "Hey, the movie's up and running. I'm having no issues with the channel." And I went, "Fuck, buddy." There's a silent scream heard around the world. Uh, so I tried and it came back, but uh, I, I did actually yeah. watch this. I have, in fact, watched a couple of these Criterion movies since we started doing this thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like movies like this, uh, I think for the time, I think it had like nice production. There's some scenes with like lots of people, and it looked like it would probably be hard to organize. That's cool. Yeah, you admire the uh, the ambition of making yeah, a movie. And I mean, I think the story's, I think it could be a really cool story. It's just, it's the, the old 30s kind of thing. It's like, this here's Mac the Knife, see? He's got all the gals, see? He's a real man, see? And then you're like, yeah, I get it. It's like, bangs a lot of broads, I guess. All right. Is their verbiage mm-hmm. is what they used in this in this movie. Um, I think the story is fine. The opera things when they sing for a minute, like I would just kind of like, I I tune tune myself out. Give me a break for two minutes. I just uh, and they just sing Mac the Knife. Some dudes talking about getting browned for a while, and then you're like, oh, interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting. Um. I don't know. I don't think there's anything offensive about this movie. It's not bad by any means. And there's nothing that is unlikable. It's just a real boring ass old movie. You know? Yeah. And like, I mean, it's it's not even yeah. that it's old or anything. You and me have watched older movies that we've had. Older. We have. Uh, we, we've both shared a great deal of enjoyment of from movies older than this where we go, man, that's really good. That's that's wicked. And this one is just I don't know. It's just, you throw it on, it plays for an hour and 50 minutes somehow. Somehow this movie is almost 2 hours long and it was made fucking 100 years ago. And you go, "All right." And then it uh, ends and you go, "Okay." And you never think about it again ever in your entire life. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I got to say 400 has not been off to a great start. Uh, 
for the old, for the old creeps. Mm-mm. When uh, Crea Servos is the uh, top shelf, and I was like, I was like, okay on that movie, but whew. And no, when's it going to get better? A uh, when? Let's say when. No. Okay. Well, we got Martha Graham coming up. Then we got uh, the another Gus Van Sant movie that sounds real tedious. We got that Breathless though. We got Godard's Breathless at long last. But hey, Days of Heaven. That's actually good. Oh, uh, I mean, it was. Is it still? I'm sure. It's... Yeah, I'm sure it is. I've I, I've got a good feeling about that one. But boy, oh boy. And we got Bergman and Kurosawa. You you're too famous. Your your two oh, absolute favorites, Jared. But don't forget about Berlin Alexander Platz. I don't know what that is, and uh, I never no. said I would watch something like that. So I, I don't know what you're. You you reject yep. the premise of yep. my claim. No. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going to ignore it. Okay. Yeah. Any uh favorite performances from Three Penny Opera? Pick? There's so many. Like, well, what did you think of Rudolph Forster? As uh, as Mackie, were you like, oh, what a what a kid? There was a point at the end of the movie where they're like, "Here's Mackie," and I saw the guy, and I was like, "Is that the guy who's been playing Mackie this whole time?" He's like, "Is that the same actor?" Because <laughs> uh, he looks like fifty years <laughs> older in the last scene. And I was like, "Is that actually the guy?" Mm-hmm. And then, what about Fritz Rass? Uh, I don't know him. Oh, actually, you know what? You know what? One thing I did like about this movie was the army of poor people. That was mobilized, Ugh. and uh, I did. The yeah, horde. I did like. I did like the like the um the the merchant of the vagabond. Like the dude was just like, "You're all gonna be beggars. That's cool. I'm gonna be lead beggar. You guys are gonna pay up to me, protection racket." And then he's like, "We see anything we don't like? Two thousand homeless, ba- crippled beggars. They're getting out there, and they are going to wreak havoc on the queen's coronation." And I, I actually thought that that was the one thing I did think was actually kind of cool about this movie. I did like the army of beggars, and I was just like, "Yeah," I was like, "You get them, boys." Yeah, but so I mean, okay, folks, I get it. I I know that you know, Karl Marx, he was living in London in was Soho. Uh, there's there was a lot of uh, German uh, immigrants living in, in in Soho. It was like the poor town, and now you have a, a German uh, film about. You know, social social critique uh, and making jokes uh, about exploitation of people. I get it. I un- I understand, but it doesn't make your movie any more interesting. So it sorry. doesn't. No, it doesn't. It is not inherently that oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know. There, there, there's parts of the movie that are just like kind of like oh, I, I, it's got a weird energy to it like there's like these shots where it doesn't because it is again in that weird place where they're trying to figure out how movies are being made and so you get these shots you're like oh that's kind of neat and then it's then it's like back to boring like every other some of these old old grandpa movies that are at their worst uh where it's like that's a camera pointed in the direction of the actors mm-hmm. and they're you get the gags where like the the gang are all afraid to pass the note along that has to go to the police mm-hmm. chief and they they keep going. You're like, Wah! pass to the next person, <laughs> and you go, yeah, bang. I like when you make yeah. sounds like that. You should do that more often. It should be like, yeah, it's not the Grouch. It's not the Marx Brothers. I'll tell you, it's that not. Much. 
No, it needs a little bit more Chico. Oh, would you would you describe it as like anything close to like? Um, do you know the Wayne's Brothers? Is it anything yeah. like their comedy stylings? No, they suck oh. too. Are you telling me you're not a fan of scary movie? I'm not. Get out of here! Are you for serious? Are you? Are you? And serious? I've never. I've you know, but RJ, I've never seen it. But I'm pretty sure it's not a five star movie. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you, but it might be a four star film. Potentially. Okay. Uh, you want to hear from some people who gave Three Penny Opera one star? Yeah. No half star. There's no half stars on yeah. this movie. Well, I mean, this what? is one of those. Mo- <laughs> What's that sound you're making? Ah, it's it, it, this, the audio of uh, Craig doesn't like that. Well, this sound. is a movie. Who the fuck is watching this movie unless you're doing something like us or you're in a film school or opera school? <laughs> the, opera you school. You know those dudes. Brecht. Bre- you mean Brecht school. Brecht. Yeah. Okay. Here, here, here are some liners. We got KK Conway 66. Eh. Love Brecht, but this was so dull. So... They got uh, Singing in the Rain, Charade, Charade, some have said, Amelie, Bringing Up Baby. Are these five-star films? I'm not sure. Charade? Probably four and a half. No. Maybe a four. Bringing Up Baby? I've not seen it. I can't say. (laughs) What about Oopsie One? Boring! What is this thing? This I mean, avatar. I kind of like that. Um, their X account, uh, it's triple A batteries, like three A's. But for a second, my my autocorrect in my brain said ass batteries, and I was like, yeah, it does. It does look like ass batteries. Uh, this person loves the samurai, and a girl walks home alone at night, and it's like, oh yeah. Is this is this a fedora can, guy or I, I is can, this I can, a woman's right? I, I, can, I was gonna say. I, I I can feel the the fingertips go across the brim of that. I feel fedora. like it's conflicting ideals, uh, though. Uh, you know what I mean? Hmm. You know? Uh, we have 50, 56, yes, 78. Ugh. But Lottie, Lenya, Slade. Slade. You, you know what this person okay. just gave five stars to? A girl what? walks home alone at night. They, they hacked, bro. I, I mean, these are those weird similarities we find sometimes. People who dislike this movie really like a girl walks home alone at night. Oh, okay. Well, this explains it right here. Lucas BF, one and a half stars. The confines of a screen are a poor substitute for the riches of Brecht's theater. Uh, Lucas, director slash dramaturge. Slash Shakespeare dope fiend. <laughs> what does dramaturge mean? Is that some sort of uh, drama nerd thing? Dramaturge. <laughs> it's like turd, but with a D. Uh, you mean it's <laughs> yeah, with G? G. <laughs> <laughs> it's like turd with two Ds. Yeah. Uh, well, RJ, a dramaturge. Uh, as an expert in the study of plays, musicals, or operas, That's or- so they're probably big, 
They're big that, brecht holes. Is that's horseshit. This picture, whoever's in this picture, is no older than twenty four years. I guarantee it. There's no way this person is an expert in opera. Get get the fuck out of here. Twenty four years old. It might be. Don't call yourself an expert. Uh, an expert. Unless you got gray hair. An expert. Unless you got gray hair. You got a scarf on, and you got a feather in that scarf, and you own that shit. That's mm. that's an opera expert. You know. Fucking guys, get out of here. Uh. Uh, I like at the bottom of this one, Anthony Campuzano. Well made, but kind of underwhelming film. Hey man, he calls it like he sees it. And, uh, Co-host of the, the Viva Film Podcast. Check yeah. the links. Eh. Oh, oh. Uh, from uh, the Five Star Clowns, uh, we got. Maybe the most artistically cynical film ever made. And it looks great, too, said Bill Wallace. Maybe? I'm not going to own that. If you think it's the most artistically cynical film ever, Bill Wallace? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to own that. Uh, one of their favorite movies uh, is The Last Wave, which is... I don't know if anyone's ever had that as a favorite movie. That's, uh, yeah, not yeah. me. You know? You know? You know? Well, we got Brent Willis yeah, Bechtel, which is kind of like Brecht. This might be the earliest film I've seen that contains long tracking shots, oh. which seems very rare for films back in those days. It's like rack focus art. Yeah. An exquisitely crafted musical. A special shout out to the exquisite sets and moody black and white cinematography that highlight this brilliantly realized filmed play opera, although it does not contain all the songs from the original version by Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Vale. I'm calling Veal. Van Veal? Kurt Veal. What Kurt about Veal, Anvil? Say. Yeah. Anvil? The ham Anvil. Uh, Veal. The A. Jim the Hammer. Yeah. The wall. You oh. know Anvil the Wall? From Arrested no. Development and Veal. Oh, I see. I got it. Now I remember. Uh, this Brent person lives yeah. in a place called Cave, Cave and... Creek. That's kind of cool. Cave Creek mm-hmm. sounds like a cool place to live. Think it's really a cave? Want to hear from Geo Wizard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The faces people have in this movie. Jesus. Kurt Veal. Bertie Brecht. Come on, I was joking. No one says that. Gathing social satire relevant today. With all that, I would love this movie in any form, but this executes perfectly. I have dreams of adaptations, but I'll start by forcing all my friends to watch this. Okay. Yeah, that's that's cool. They have a list that says kids good. with guns. That's kind of a that's kind of a good wow. list. RJ. And their favorite films. What do we got there? Uh, what do I see? What do I spy with my little eye? Uh, D- the most overrated Frankenstein film. Well, don't say that to Edgar Wright because he'll fucking come after you with all of his he'll, he'll his, his, goons. his goons. I I feel like you and me can't be the only people who are actually who actually watched both of those movies, and everybody. Every, like even I, I saw in there's no movie news anymore. But recently, gonna remake Bride of Frankenstein. Gonna remake Bride Frankenstein. It's the best of the Frankenstein's. No, it's not. Frankenstein is the best of Frankenstein. Well, Geo Wizard did ask about the Bride of Frankenstein, 
anyone else getting Bergman vibes? Out of here. Get. Get. Do you think Close he's window. watched last night in Soho? Uh, I'm not Are you sure. going to watch that this creeptober? It's technically a horror film. Fuck no. No. What if I told you no. it was only 80 minutes long? Ooh. What if I told you that's a lie and I believe it's over two hours long? Oh. Oh. Oh, dear. I, I, I got, I got <clears throat> ballet to watch soon. So. What's ballet? Um, next week, we'll talk about that as we have to watch three films. What are three films? You'll see. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, this opera satire? That really, it really stuck it. It really stuck the rusty knife into the guts of capitalism. And look how it worked out. Here we are. Really got him. Got him. I don't, I don't know. As like I said, I liked the army of poor people. There's nothing offensive in this. <laughs> we all, hey, we all love a good army of poor people with rusty, with knives, rusty knives stabbing into the into the chests of the yeah. capitalists. Yeah. Uh, no. So that's all well and good. No. There's nothing bad, but it's not as good as yeah. W.C. Fields, the pharmacist. I'll tell you that much. How does it? How 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 does it hold up to Bodu? Safe. It's from above Bodu. Saint. Is it it's, okay? It's 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 you know what? It's in the it's in the 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 bracket. I put it in the W.C. Fields bracket. It's not as Ooh. good as the golf specialist. Ooh, that's right, but. <laughs> it's not it doesn't quite it get doesn't there surpass like... the barber shop or a fateful glass of beer or be prepared <laughs> pool sharks or the dentist below the short but it's time. above body and soul uh, okay. with paul robeson okay how's that yeah, sound that's fine that sounds fine to me it's like that's about where yeah. it is too oh my god yes he 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 was a communist too, right? Of a sort. My God. Of My God. He never My did God. anything like uh, what, weird what, to anybody. What, what, what does that say about what, what, what does that say about us? Who's the real communist? Is what I have to ask. Mm. Mm. True. True. Well, hey, after the break. Um, I don't know. We're gonna. I don't know. Make banking podcast. Or a different kind of opera. Different, different kind, kind of, of cop. Different kind of opera. Yeah. Extreme opera. And shit your pants when the tone hits. Oh, the shark bait has such teeth there. And it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie baby, and it keeps it uh, out of sight. You know when that shark bites. RJ, as a poor person, what kind of poor person are you? <clears throat> One of my favorite dinners is I get macaroni and I cut up a bunch of hot dogs, and then I uh, I put some like uh, egg on it so it sticks together, and then uh, I I get some V8 juice and I pour the V8 juice on it. <clears throat> Um, you can email us at creepsyandcreeps at gmail.com next month. Also, 
We'll I don't have eventually. air conditioning. You can talk about hot dog. Yeah, that's that's yeah. your choice though. Tell me about your hot dogs. Um, I haven't had any for a while. Could rectify that right now. Come on over. I think I'm okay. Um, you can follow us on Letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwell. Where else are we? Well, see all the movies. We, see all the movies we don't vlog. Uh, RJ posts on Instagram. Uh, lots of attempted memes. What do you mean attempted? Um, and, you know, they're, they're, you give it the old college try. I've done try. nothing but post quality memes ever. 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 Um, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, you can subscribe to your Patreon or your post or your podcast like delivery system of choice, but on Stitcher because it's okay. gone. Um, yeah, so everyone knows that. Yeah, that's what the email is about, saying, hey, let your listeners know. You can listen to some other piece of shit you can add. And it's like, nah, I'm good. But let we are supposed to let, let the die. listeners know? Yeah, that's what the that email doesn't seem fair. I'm letting it, I've let them know Stitcher is no more. doesn't seem fair. R.I.P. Um, yeah, you can give us a dollar or more uh, over on Patreon. Join us on Discord. Um, it's very active. You can see RJ's choice screenshots. How choice are they? From uh, pretty, pretty choice. There's a there's a, a darkness to them. What usually. do you mean? RJ's attract. RJ's attracted to the dark side of humanity. Explain that. Um, RJ likes to pretend he doesn't enjoy the darkness, but he does. He knows in his heart. And he laughs at it. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. And next week, we got three films to talk about. But luckily, they're like 30 minutes each, which means it's like one feature film. But we're going to get three films logged in one week. We're going to be big boys. And you know about Arthur Graham? You know about Martha Graham? Who doesn't? She did. Yeah. You've ever seen uh, the hot film Pina? Pina was oh, the character of Art. He was Shane's partner in season four of The Shield. That's right. Michael yeah. Pina. Michael Pina, very good. Yeah. Well, we're going to learn all about Martha Graham and ballet and the body in space. Who, do- Who doesn't know about Martha Graham bodies of space? I, I've, I note that, uh, interestingly, these are probably the least viewed things uh, we've watched in a long time. These have less than 500 views. It can't be true because uh, they sound, they all sound so good. Well, you mean like a dancer's world, a glimpse into the world and methodology of dancer, Martha Graham, or how about um, Appalachian spring, a film version of Aaron Copeland's most famous ballet, with his original star who also choreographed. Yeah. How about night journey, the dance had its premiere only two and a half years after Appalachian Spring, and it is a close cousin. It too has a stream of conscious narration. Jocasta, as she is about to kill herself, remembering what has happened to her. It too contains soul delving solos, broken up by ensemble dances. As the story was taken from Greek tragedy, so the core is the equivalent of Greek tragedy's chorus. They tell us how to feel, afraid mostly. In this piece, Graham pushed her habitual economy to its limits. Habitual economy on this cast next week, folks. You'll love to hear it. Good night. Um.
Yeah. 